So I'm currently drinking some eggnog, and 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 we're we're gonna skirt on the edge of of us becoming a food podcast here, as we are uh, frequently conversing about food. But so I'm drinking some eggnog right now, and I would like to offer a look into an alternate timeline. So the reason I'm drinking eggnog, I, I love eggnog as just a, as a general rule. Are you a fan? I think you are, right? Yeah, I, I used to not like it, but. And this is, you know, this might come as a surprise for some of our younger viewers. I learned to like it more when you put it with some rum. Yes, I'm, um, I've heard that's the way to go if you're not a fan. Correct, correct. Uh, I'm a fan of it sans rum. Uh, just nog. <laughs> a full uncut nog, <laughs> right? But, um, the, I, I was trying to make some hot chocolate for myself. I have this nice Godiva hot chocolate, um, and you gotta microwave some milk. You know, put the hot chocolate mix in, and then I do a splash of eggnog. It gives like a nice, like you can taste it, but it's it's subtle, but it's 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 really nice. Um, I kept like curdling the milk. I was microwaving it for two minutes, which I've done before, and I was like, "What is going on with this?" And then I looked, and that milk was two weeks, two oh. weeks past past due. Yeah, looked good on the surface, but then when microwaved, become became yogurt. So. Had it not become yogurt three times in a row, I would have been drinking this throughout our show. And at a certain point, probably I'm going to say 20 to 30 minutes in, there would have been a moment where my eyes would have gotten very big. <laughs> and I would have said, Justin, I need to be ripping. <laughs> and that would have been short it. And episode. We, yes. And then we would have been done. But instead, I'm drinking uh, pure uncut nog and <laughs> um, I'm not dying. I- so when I put nog sometimes in a hot coffee, because I do the same mm-hmm. thing as like a little creamer, I yes, think it yes. kind of curdles it anyway. Is that true? Does that happen to you? Like curdle? Like not, curdle might be the wrong word, but like it gets it gets to be a little not creamy. Uh, that has not been my experience with it. Um, but the milk, I mean, like I've got to be very careful about my my milk intake mm. um, as. I got pretty pretty bad lactose intolerance um, <laughs> that I choose to do nothing Still about. Doesn't stop you. Doesn't stop no, you. No, not at all. Not at all. But like, it, it recently I've been just doing this hot chocolate mix while I'm like working or whatever, and and the milk microwave's just fine. But it like turned straight up into like yogurt. Like mm. it was horrific to look at and to touch and to experience. Um, but yeah, I didn't drink it, so that's good. And it's it's mostly good for our podcast because I would have just lived with it. Yeah, but. I okay so. With this not being a food podcast, I do want yes. to add on to your story by telling you about something bad that was in my fridge last night. Ooh, um, let's hear so it. So I, I had Thai last night, which you know from where? Oh, you have from Thai San. I got some Just, Thai San. Justin, I had Thai on Thursday from yeah. Thai San. Yeah, yeah, so I got I got the chicken pad Thai dinner special, living Me my too. best life. What, uh, what, uh, what spice level are we working uh, with here? Medium spice, because if you medium go too me. spicy, yeah. it lingers, and if it's not spicy, it's losing taste. Yes, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. So uh, I I needed something like light after that to like you know cleanse the palate so to speak. So mm-hmm. I needed applesauce, and we had some applesauce in the fridge. Huh. So interesting. I took it out, and I was like, I was like to my fiance, I was like, is this still good? She's like, yeah, like it says, you know, it's good till like twenty twenty two. It should be fine. I was like, cool. So I start shaking it around. I was like, it's really like liquidy. <laughs> like <laughs> applesauce is like I know it's a sauce, but it's supposed to be like 
like almost like an apple pudding. Have some pudding. form to it. Yeah, there's yeah. got to be a little, little form to it. So then, like, maybe it just needs to be shook up. You know, maybe it just need to shake it up. I had one, it was one of those big bottles, like not one of those little personal cups. I'm shaking it yeah, up, yeah. and I'm like, hey, what's going on inside that? There looks like to be a little something in there. And, Peter, there was mold <laughs> very Ugh. prominently Ugh. inside of that oh applesauce. Uh, and that I can smell? say it didn't ruin the taste. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I didn't eat it. <laughs> oh, you got me. You got me good. We're not just talking about applesauce and eggnog and curdled milk and bad milk and... I mean, implied food poisoning and diarrhea. No, we're going to talk about some video games in a little bit. It's Hitbox! What's in the fucking box? What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Hitbox episode number 71. My name is Peter Hunspatek, and joining me, as always, is my good friend, Justin Magovich. What's going on, Justin? How are you? Oh, oh you know, I'm I'm living my best life. It is uh, less than a week until I'm going to be on a plane. Mm, well, no, I'll be going to Mexico yep. for a week. That sounds pretty nice. Specifically, is that a Cancun? Uh, Cozumel, which is like an island, a little oh. bit south. Oh, of that sounds incredible. Cancun. Yeah, it'll be a nice, nice little week. Uh, pros: I'm in Mexico for a week at an all-inclusive resort. Cons: yep. Miss Christmas. Pros: Miss Christmas. I was gonna say like Cons. pros: Miss Christmas. Yeah, yeah, and at a at a resort, like have Christmas at a resort. You know, well, we're traveling on Christmas because that's just like the like on the 25th we're flying back in, so we will be home. Got it. In time for Christmas, unless you know it doesn't work out, then we get to make some kind of like uh, like Hallmark movie about like flying home oh, for Christmas. I love you it. Know? I yeah. love it. Are you a fan of those Hallmark movies? I haven't watched any this year, but I usually watch a lot of them. Uh, we were at a hotel a couple of a weeks ago, and we we had a couple of them on in the background. It's just you know good, good simple television. You know, just something yeah. to watch. Every all the, their problems always work out. I would like to see the one like holiday Christmas <laughs> movie where they just don't don't work out in the end. You know, Santa doesn't give all the gifts out to the kids and everyone's upset. I will say I'm, I'm trying to remember the name of it. It's Selena Gomez starring in two roles in the movie. It's like, oh, gosh, OK, it's like a Netflix. It's part of the Netflix Christmas universe. Are you talking about Do Vanessa you, Hudgens or is it Vanessa Hudgens uh, Christmas movies? It's like switched this Christmas switch. Yep. The princess switch. Yeah. And then the princess switch switched again. And then there is the princess switched uh, the princess switch three romancing the star. I've seen the first two. Uh, I've not seen the third one. You know, what are the odds that in the third one, there are three of them? No, that, that's what it is. Yeah, I know. It's like crazy. Yes. Yes. But she carries the performance. <laughs> um, or maybe she doesn't. But we're not here to talk <laughs> about the Chris, the whatever it's, the fuck it's called. We're not here to talk about Vanessa Hudgens or uh, Selena Gomez. Although Murders in the Building is a, is a good show as well. And that's Selena Gomez for sure. Um, we're here to talk about some video games. We are going to talk a lot about Halo. We're also going to talk about the Game Awards, both the winners and the announcements, but we're going to get to that in just a minute. Justin, on our little show notes here, I, I this is normally when I ask you what you've been playing, um, but you just have one game. So I am going to interject with a game. Uh, Mario Party Superstars. Oh. Wayne and I picked that up last night. What a lot of fun. It's just It's just a game that's quite a lot of fun. 
I forget. Did you play Super Mario Party? Is that the one, the the Switch exclusive one? This is the one that's like a, a hundred mini games and courses from like the older, older. older yeah, yeah. Games. It's like the, yes. the best of hits. Yes, and we did run it. By the way, we ran into that. Um, the infamous, yeah, the hand, uh, the hand uh, tug of war one. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I explained to Elena, I was like, oh, it's so funny that we're running into this. And I like explained it to her and she's like, okay, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, a, it's like a thing. Um, so my, how, did you, how did you tackle that mini game? Did you palm it? Of course we palmed it. What we were going to lose to Luigi. Here's the thing. Luigi was like, uh, I, I, what we love, what I love about Mario Party. And like, I've never owned a Mario Party game. I've only ever played it a few times. What I really like is how unfair it is. Yeah. And like, you get this camaraderie over like, I actually don't really care who, which of us wins, but it can't be that person yeah so um yeah so so it was luigi for us and he was the one big bowser on the left and then we had to pull out a pull out a dub but <laughs> it's, it's it's good fun it is it is uh i i thoroughly thoroughly enjoy it yeah that that's a game on my list for potential like adding to the um uh switch for our trip because i think that might be an, a fun little thing to do because we're doing it with the whole family so that might be yeah. a fun little little that's, thing to do yeah, great. And it's good for like planes too, I'm sure, where it's like, you know, oh, oh we got an hour. Oh, Might we're as well all just sit here and play too. Some... That'll be, we're going to be yeah. loud screaming can, at Luigi. If you, if you all have switches, I think you can do it so that you are, like, it's not, you don't have to share a screen. I have three switches. Yeah. So, like, you could pass them out who's playing and, and have it work like that, I think. Do you need Wi Fi for that or no? Mm, unclear i didn't try it i just cool, knew that cool, it was an option cool. yeah, there's so many features on like things that i never use like remember when bluetooth came to switch and everyone's like yay i haven't yeah, even it's like, thought never, about it yeah i no, never used it no. no i'm still i still like default to just shutting off the sound when i'm playing it <laughs> yeah no or, or uh, <laughs> i have a single pair of wired headphones now that i pull out that i yeah, keep actually yeah. in my switch case um for that because just yeah the, the headphone thing is just not tenable but uh uh my fiance was playing pokemon this morning and i was like oh yeah. that's what the music sounds like <laughs> <laughs> oh you just do it like all the way mute oh i can't do that yeah no, i just turn it all the way off i just because I, I, it's my game to do with something else game so that's like fair. yeah that's fair oh by the way almost to the elite four i just got victory road and the elite four uh left to go um i don't know if there's anything that happens after the elite four in shining pearl uh i don't remember i mean like i didn't play shining pearl but i don't remember well, what happens yeah, yeah. Anyway. i uh, so i got i what's the name of the legendary in shining pearl again palkia palkia so uh i got to the encounter with with palkia uh really underprepared and by underprepared i had like five ultra balls uh two great balls uh three pokeballs and four premier balls yeah no kidding that's quite underprepared yeah and i mean i have the master ball but you save that for for much harder like foes than like yeah, yeah yeah so um i ended up using everything except i finally caught it uh, with a premiere ball <laughs> yeah the premiere so, ball's so dope it's oh i know one. i got it i got it because it's just it's luxury you know yeah. it's luxury yeah, you, know, you know it's i like i don't know if like the the catch rates are better than a pokeball or not but now my palkia forevermore is just going to be uh when, it, when the it gets healed ball. yeah you'll just see a premiere yeah. little thing pop up all right, Justin, we're here. Finally, after like a year and a half of talking about it. Yeah. Like literally, it, it's interesting. This game was one of the first, I'm sure, conversation topics of our of our podcast because <laughs> yeah, it was featured uh, in one of the, that first um, Xbox showcase, which I believe was either episode two or three for us. Of course, 
it is Halo Infinite. And we've we've obviously been talking about Halo Infinite's multiplayer a little bit here and there over the past few weeks as I have continued to enjoy it immensely. Campaign's out there, and you surprised me with how much you said that you've been playing it when we were sort of just going over things. You yeah, I have, been... like, I have maybe one mission left. I'm at the end of the second to last one. Or, right. And I have, yeah, I'm right at the end. That surprises me simply because I know you are not really a Halo person, so I... I'm surprised that you, I'm not saying you're in a rush to beat it, but I am surprised that you've gotten through it so quickly. Uh, I, I don't know, I'm like three missions in. I've been doing like, I've been, as soon as I can clear other objectives, I always go and do that stuff. Yep, yep. Um, and it's funny too, coming off of a game like Ghost of Tsushima, like I thought I would be kind of ready to mainline a story, but nope, I'm enjoying the exploration. So, generally, Halo Infinite. Thumbs up, thumbs down, what do you think? I'm going to start positive, and then we can start talking about other things. Best yeah, Halo game I've ever played. Okay. And okay. to me, it really isn't close. Granted, I understand the other games are older, but I think this is the best Halo game ever. Interesting. Okay. What about uh, you? Uh, it, what's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I really like it. Um, I would be skeptical, to, not skeptical, uh, I would be hesitant to say that it is the best Halo game I've ever played. Uh, because at this point, Halo is one of those series for me that like I am far too close to it to be able to tell quality. Uh, um, I, I can tell quality, and by that I mean I didn't like four or five. Um, but like, I, I would have a hard time choosing which is the best one, in my opinion. You know, this is a really good Halo game, and I think it's really. Uh, well made in a lot of areas. There are some areas I think less so, but we'll get into that in a little bit. But in general, I would say like, if the question is someone saying like, I don't know, I've I've never really tried out Halo and I want to, like, is this where to go? Yes. And if you have Game Pass, I, like, especially if you have Game Pass, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm, for, I'm really further, enjoying it. Before we get further into that, I my I guess my question is like, so Halo One, Two, or Three are the ones that you like. I'm assuming. And Reach and ODST. And Reach and ODST. Um, like, and I know you said you, it's hard for you to put, like, what your favorite is, but, like, what are some of your, like, what are highlights and, like, in the Halo series, what are you looking for? Um, I, I will actually say this. My favorite Halo game is Halo Reach. Okay. Um, I think it has a really great story. I think it has a very cool, um, like, aesthetic to it. And I think the moments in it are really, really interesting without like, um, without getting the way of what it's trying to be. So for example, like people talk about the story of halo and like the people who talk about it, like, and revere it, I think are people who really are into the lore and like have read the books and, and things like that. That's not me. I think the story of halo is pretty good, but just from the moment to moment in the video game, like, I don't think that it is, like outstanding or anything like that. I think the story of Halo Reach is really, really outstanding. Uh, I, for a good Halo game, I like interesting encounters and um, area design and level design, and I like a wide variety of weapons that all feel like they have their place and all, like, if I grab one, I have to feel like, well, I can make my way out of this situation. Um and that is pretty much how I feel about Halo Infinite with a bunch of other asterisks and stuff. Okay, so, so okay, uh, so, yeah. yeah that, I mean, I, I think I think that helps answer it. And I think um, with that, I played Halo uh, Reach once. Um, okay. I played every Halo except for Halo 5. 
Okay. So I beat the stories. Um, and I would agree that I think what makes Halo Reach such a good story is that it really does stand on itself, on mm-hmm. its own. Like, if you know what happens on Reach just from, like, what, you know, the, the lore and the outside, I think that adds to the story. But you can just go in and play Reach having really no idea about Halo and yeah. it's still a great story. Really good moments in it. Um, I think it. I, I enjoyed it. Um, but that being said, I still like Halo Infinite a lot more. Interesting, interesting. I also, by the way, haven't replayed Halo Reach in quite a long time. So yeah, like, me too. Uh, and it's it's a game that I would be actually interested to go back to and see if it holds up in the way that it does in my brain. Because actually, I saw a video of it and i was like this looks a lot worse than i remember <laughs> i mean because you know like you fill in a lot of blanks in your in your brain you know uh especially when you're looking back on something but yeah so tell me as you are not like to my understanding you're not not a halo fan but you wouldn't like you don't really go out of your way to play them is that is that correct uh yeah i i would not go out of my way to play them anymore i think when i was younger i would because mm-hmm. it was the game that everyone said that you know you got to play yeah. um and uh like ultimately when you're playing a halo game um a lot of it is playing an eight-hour campaign maybe a little bit longer maybe most likely a little bit less um and then getting into the multiplayer um, and a lot of the story like missions themselves are just kind of like, all right, you go through this area, you shoot all the people in the area, you go to the next area. Um, and a lot of it to me is just having these moments of remembering like, oh my God, the, the, the library is it the library in, yeah, that, in the first one. Yeah. The library level, horrible Sucks. experience. I don't yep. look forward to that. I don't like going back to it. And a lot of it becomes for me, a lot of the choke points become some of these levels are just kind of like, blah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, I, I, there, the high moments are great. Like when you, when the, at the end of Halo one, like, you know, the exploding and driving around like that music yeah. picking up, like those classic things, even that first like mission, um, when you're on the ring in Halo one, like very memorable, like there's really good moments to them, but I always feel like in, in the game, you are basically going through these areas to get some story that the longer you play the game, they make less sense. Yeah. So. I think the more that the story stretched out and by the time we got to Halo 4 and then Halo 5, I just lost interest in that and coming back to it. Mm-hmm. And Halo Infinite starts and part of the story is happening and I really had no idea what's going on. And to be honest, I still really <laughs> don't know the context of what's going on after playing it for probably like 16 hours. Um, and uh, so this, the game is not... Gr- Okay, so the game is not grabbing me because of its story. The game Halo Infinite is grabbing me because of the gameplay and the gameplay Mm -hmm. loop, which I think is superior for Halo. And I think it really highlights what makes Halo a good shooter, um, plus what the improvements in the shooting are um, and some of like the abilities and weapons, I think really just make this really a really fun, and I hate to use this term, but a really fun sandbox to play around with as Master Chief and Explorer World. I agree. Um, Here's something interesting about the story of Halo Infinite. So if you're planning on playing this game, here are some spoilers for its story a little bit, just as an FYI. Um, So at the end of Halo 5, so uh, Halo 4 and 5, and it seemed like Halo 6 or Infinite, was going to be about Cortana. So Cortana sort of goes crazy because in the Halo universe, AIs have like six or seven years of functioning properly before they need to be decommissioned because they go crazy and it's called like Rampart C or something like that. 
And so that happens in Halo 4. And then at the end of Halo 5, Cortana says to all the other AI, hey, let's go fuck everything up. And let's go to sh- like let's go blow everything up, and we are going to turn evil. And so she, that game ends with Cortana turning evil with the rest of like the AI that that humanity has, and it's this cliffhanger. And then this game starts, and you show up to this play, and it starts with like Master Chief in the middle of like a fight that's like completely out of context. And I thought that was in Halo Five or something. Yeah, like I watched. Yeah, okay. I, I like looked up some stuff about it and I was like, Oh no, this is a completely <laughs> just a, a little vignette here. Um, and then you go and you meet this new AI, uh, that I don't think has a name. The weapon. Okay. So the you weapon. meet this, this new AI, uh, who looks like Kat Dennings with a shorter haircut. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right. And she goes, yes, I'm the AI that they made to shut down Cortana. So I did. And, I assume that that's going to come back at some point later, but um, so far it's just like, okay, well, thanks. I guess we're going to deal with the rest of these brutes and elites and whatever now um, who are the bad guys from Halo Wars 2. But yeah, no, it's, I would say as a fan of the Halo story, uh, it's weird that they kind of ditched the Bungie story and the 343 story in favor of nothing. Like in favor of just like run a new Halo ring, um, I don't remember what the significance of the Halo rings were in four and five, but like in in uh, I mean the trilogy, they're places to house the they like house the flood and they will blow up everything. Uh, they'll they'll kill all uh, like sentient life to make it so the flood can't spread anymore. So I don't know why we're back on. <laughs> Halo rings because I did think those got got exploded in Halo Three, um, and Cat Dennings has a fun line where uh, I just got to. They're like the not Covenant, the Banished are drilling into the ring, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, they're destroying the environment," as if like that means anything <laughs> because it's a fake, like it's not a planet, you know? It's it's this is like this is a house for zombies. <laughs> but, well, I thought th- I, uh, I with the context from that, I thought when Cortana's the, the weapon said that um, it was referring to the fact that normal tools don't cut through the rings interior exterior. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. So I think that's what that was referring to. But I'm first of all, glad that you said all that stuff, because it makes me feel like I'm missing out on less um, at the very beginning of it, because you are literally like it's like in the middle of something. Yes. Um, and, and I don't want to really go too much into spoilers because I think you are to a point in the game where the story is still very much on the periphery. Like, essentially, the story begins with humans have lost a battle. <laughs> yes. Master Chief is dead. Someone finds Master Chief, brings him back, and Master Chief's like, well, let's keep killing them. And the guy <laughs> finds you's like, uh, wait, like, wait. I kind of want to go home. Like, I, don't even know if home li- I don't even know if home exists anymore. I want to just see if my family's alive. And he's like... It's our duty. And then yeah. he's like, yeah. I don't really think I want to. He's like, get in the cockpit. Okay. Right. <laughs> like, um, I can only imagine like talking to to Master Chief and like trying to like convince him to do anything is impossible. He just does it. He just jumps out of the any plane he's in. Um But like the the as the story's going on, it is starting to explain all this stuff. And okay. I I just had a couple of re- really big cutscene moments that really kind of explain a lot of that stuff and do, in fact, connect what you told me Halo 5 ended and where this game begins. 
okay, in a very, cool, cool. I think, interesting way. And I think um, it does a couple things. I think it, it opens up that, like, what happens between the two games as potential DLC or potential whatever. Um, but I also think it, like, does a good job of ending that story in a way that kind of makes sense, but also pushing it forward to the next... Gotcha. Whatever story in Halo. Okay. So I think my like for me not being someone who's like up in the lore and like knowing this kind of stuff and not having played Halo Five, I think it's comforting for me to know that I I am not really missing out on anything because it's not yeah. like actually said. They're just kind of picking it up after what happened in Halo Five and then moving forward and trying to like reckon what happened in Halo Five through the plot near the end of it without mm-hmm. it relying on you having played the other Halos. And yeah. I think if someone has not played Halo before, I think as you said before, this is a good game to start because we're all kind of in this together with being lost. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> like, like I've played them on it. Like it's just very minimal right now, but uh, enough about the story though. I mean like the story's good. The story is not serviceable. Yeah. Serviceable. The, the story, the, there are good moments in the story, but the story are not what makes me come back to play this game or what right. makes me want to keep playing this game and staying in this game. Um, so I think just, you know, again, you're not, you're not alone. If you're a little bit lost, keep playing. The gameplay is awesome. <laughs> so that, and that's the question. So you really like the gameplay? Yes. Uh, it, Cause okay. So Halo used to be, I mean, they weren't like necessarily the most linear corridor shooters in the way that other first person yeah. shooters have been, but, um, they certainly were like, okay, you're on a level and you're going here and then you're going here and you're going here. Uh, and, and there were a lot of open areas in the, those levels. And there was a lot of like places to explore, which is, was always kind of cool. But um, this one is, it's, they said, okay, 343 kind of said, like, okay, it's not an open world uh, beforehand. And it's not necessarily, but it, it is kind of an open world. Yeah, that um, and it's very Far Cry where it's like, okay, go liberate bases. And, and once you've liberated a base, you can spawn, like, uh, vehicles or new weapons that you found and, and things like that. Um, and then there are all sorts of side activities. You can go find skill points. You can go find... Uh, multiplayer armor air uh uh like drops and and things like that uh you have to go assassinate like high-ranking members of the it's kind of like shadow of mordor a little bit yeah uh, you got to assassinate high-ranking members of the not the covenant the banished and um what do you think of all that the the open world format and stuff like that i think it's again it's just what halo needs uh yeah. to like really kind of like make it not only make it fun in the moment but i think it makes it infinitely hey. <laughs> replayable yeah. Um, like, I really think that as much as I was like kind of being against, um, not against, uh, I, I still didn't understand why people were so upset with co-op. I think co-op mm-hmm. in this game will be awesome. Like, oh my gosh. You're like, essentially in this yeah. kind of like open world area. You get to like go at these bases from different angles, have different like objectives that you're covering at the same time. Um, like, I think it, it really is going to be a lot of fun to, to do that kind of stuff. Um, and I think the, the, the stuff that you're doing is varied enough, um, even though it is ultimately just getting to a place, shooting things till they explode or killing people and then going to the next place, there's still enough variance that even when you're going to a base to liberate a base, 
it's different every time with the type of enemies, the objectives that you're doing in there, um, like what the actual thing is happening at that base. Um, they have these FOBs, which are like kind of like these forward operating bases throughout the map that are like fast travel points, more or less, that yeah. you have to clear the enemies out to, uh, to unlock it. Even those ones are varied enough with the types of enemies at each one, that each one is its own unique experience to play. So it's not like, oh, there's just five grunts and an elite at this thing every single time. Um, some of them, you know, had uh, were, were filled with all grunts. Some of them had like a couple of elite troopers like on the top. Um, some of them had brute chieftains. Um, so it's still like a unique enough experience every time you play one of those that it's not boring. And there's not that many of them. Um, I, I don't have the right number in front of me, but I was able to clear them all out at this point. Um, and like it doesn't overstay its welcome. None, none of these activities really do overstay their welcome, right. in my opinion. I sort of said this uh, earlier, but like coming right off of Ghost of Tsushima, that game, like I think does its open world really well. Where like if you're going to do a mission, it's like a non-story mission. It's pretty quick. Or if you're going to go hunt down a hot spring or, or some other collectible thing, like it's a pretty fast um, interaction. Halo Infinite, same way. Uh, typically, if you're going to some place, it might have some enemies. It might not like like the like skill points or um, uh, cosmetic items or whatever. Like it might have some enemies. It might not. But at the end of the day, it is a quick interaction and it is fun because you're just doing that combat, which has been completely it, it has been made so fun. By simply giving you a grappling hook. Oh, like okay, I'm glad. I get, like the grappling hook not only makes combat better, it makes everything in that game better. It is like I the mean, magic sauce. It is. It is 100 the magic sauce of what makes Halo Infinite worth it. To the point where the game just starts and Master Chief has like he's never had a grappling hook before, and it just starts and it's like he's got a grappling hook. <laughs> no, no one at, like there's no explanation for why he has this. It's just like. I think 343 said, well, what's the fun part about this game? Oh, playing and having a grappling hook. Well, we're going to want to get to that as fast as possible, right? Yeah. So let's just start and he's got a grappling hook, right? Like, perfect. Um, what do you think of it? What, like, like, what do you, yeah. How, how does it change things for you? There's two ways to look at it. The first is the combat. It really changes how you how, how you do combat in the game. Um, I don't know. Do you have uh, all of your stuff upgraded for grappling hook? I have hook? upgraded all the grappling hook things, yeah. So, pro tip upgrade grappling hook and shield first those are the first two like like things that you unlock but unlock mm -hmm. them all the way because they that, that first of all the health helps you but then the grappling hook is awesome because basically you have this power that when you grapple on enemies it electrocutes them and then yep. you can kind of like zoom in and do this power smash on top of them that like <laughs> so hits people and like all around them so like i find the the combat and the gameplay is so much quicker now because I'm just grappling towards people who are trying to run away from me. I'm getting in there. I'm getting in the middle of the fight. And then the grappling hook allows you to get out of like combat and like escape yeah. things that if you get too hot um, and it is just like, it's just so much fun. Like it makes combat fun. It makes it to a point where I never feel like, Oh no, I don't have any weapons right now because you always have the weapon of the grappling hook. Um, yeah. there, there's always like it, it I use it to conserve ammo a lot of the times. So maybe mm -hmm. that's not a viable option if you're playing like on the legendary difficulty. Um, but it just like changes combat in a way that makes it so fast and fluid and fun. And it just adds that extra dimension. So it's not just running and gunning all the time. And I think another great thing too, is that yes, it helps with like the movement of combat, but you can also like, it's like the, the Spider-Man web shooters of like, Oh, there's a gun over there. Thwip. Like, yep. Nope. I've got the, I've got the rocket launcher now, or even like, 
these like fusion coils have always been in Halo or not like the first ones. I think they were in three. It was the first time they were in them. But these fusion coils have been in Halo for a long time. I've never paid any attention to them because it's just like, oh, if I shoot these in the background, they explode. They're the red barrels of Halo, right? (laughs) But now you (laughs) whip them like you use the grappling hook to like send them into your arms. and You throw them and it's like it's it's better than a grenade because it's more accurate. uh, And and I mean, there's other uses for grenades obviously but typically the explosion is a little bit bigger and because there's so many of them if you trigger one of those to explode chances are there's going to be another one that is in the vicinity that's going to explode as well it's so good it speeds things up so much uh to the point where like each combat encounter is just the maximum amount of fun yeah (laughs) Yeah. like yeah it's 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 and it just gives you that mo- it, just, it just gives you that movement that makes like interacting with the combat areas fun. Like w- yeah. like you know thinking about like you know how do I get out of this place quick? Thinking about what are what are weapons are lying on the ground without me. So if uh, around me. So like if you do run out of whatever gun you're using, you can like grab something else and then start shooting with it. Um, it's it's awesome. And I think the second thing that makes it awesome is like once you start to master moving around the environment with it. It is so fun to just whip around that environment with that grapple hook. The best, the best thing to practice is doing trees. Oh yeah, because there's trees all over, it and it just becomes Spider Man. Yeah, like, it's it's literally just swinging through the trees. Yeah, and it's like one of those things. Like as much as like you can talk about like Spider Man being fun about like just swinging around, mm-hmm. I have fun just like grappling around to my next objective constantly. Like yeah. I barely ever use like vehicles except for once you unlock the flying ones that are kind of useful at times. But like, it's just so much fun to just go from like location to location. It's so quick. And, um, I think, I think it's also made, uh, you know, uh, the just general like location of some of the skulls, probably very impossible to find nowadays. <laughs> so have you found any? No, I said to myself, I'm going to find one of these guys. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I, I did the second level, and it was hidden in the rafters to the point where it seems like you're going to go out of bounds. Yeah. No way. I, I have no idea how people found these to write guides about them. Right. How did, like, how did you literally think about that? There, there's, yeah. Um, I gave up. <laughs> I was like, I should get all the skulls. And then, nope. No nope. way. Mm-mm. Nope. Uh, but yeah, it's just so fun to move around with it too, and it's also changed like uh, how uh, like vehicles are, enemy vehicles are, because you can just yeah. grapple onto an enemy vehicle and then you can get that vehicle really easily. So mm-hmm. like, it just makes you feel overpowered to the point where Master Chief should feel overpowered. You know, like it doesn't like break the game and make it easy. That's not what I mean. It just means that any combat encounter you come in, you can get the upper hand. Uh, I don't know who said it, but it was on another podcast where someone said that. The grunts have always been sort of like, oh, shit, it's Master Chief and like run away and they get scared. And like this is the first game that it really makes sense in because he is because it does feel like, oh, yeah, this guy's going to come and kill you. Yeah, like there's no (laughs) doubt about that. He's going to come kill you. Uh, And there's just so many times like when you're doing something awesome and like if there's like a, a, a like a thing you're trying to liberate with a bunch of marines in it and like you do something cool like awesome the marines are like man that's cool chief yeah <laughs> it just makes you feel so awesome when you, you see that and then you think about it like yeah i can imagine if i was like caught as like a prisoner and all of a sudden this got this like like six foot five guy just comes in or however tall he is with a yeah. grappling hook and like shoots electricity and like ground pounds everyone away that'd be pretty cool that's so good it's so good i will say i have two gripes with it uh two major gripes with it the grappling hook or the game the game okay um, it has been a thing in Halo forever. I don't know if this was a thing in four and five because I just don't remember those games at all. Um, a <laughs> well, melee to the back used to be just an instant kill, and now it is not, which makes 
stealthing around a little bit more tricky because like you, you know this has been compared to far cry like we did uh but it's not it has no stealth element which is fine because i don't think it would benefit from that but grappling into a base sometimes you want to keep it low profile if, if you can just to take care of some of the bigger threats and it used to be that if you uh, melee someone in the back they died instantly and now particularly the uh, elites and brutes now that is not the case and they just turn around and get very angry at you I was laughing when you said that because uh, it just reminded me that there is, in fact, stealth in Far Cry that <laughs> your boy over here. I mean, right? <laughs> like, never. good luck. Yeah. <laughs> and then the second thing is the boss fights are fucking horrible. <laughs> I think every <laughs> single boss fight is not fun, <laughs> mainly because it's usually a character with a melee weapon who's just like sprinting towards you and you have to just backpedal and, and hopefully take them down before they can get to you. But uh, uh, yeah. so if I'm trying to use context clues correctly, you're you, did you beat the mining section? So I beat the level where you're taking care of the mining facility and then we're able to get in. I stopped when she when the AI, when weapon was like, uh, all right, time to go underground. I was like, all right, that's where I got to be done. So that I beat was that, the that, worst that, boss. That was the, the worst yes. boss in the entire history of bosses. Um, and then just, you know, for like, I hope this isn't a spoiler. Um, uh, it is a giant hammer wielding guy. And at this point in the game, the only really like thing you have to maneuver around the the map with any kind of grace is the uh, grapple hook. Um, however, you're in an enclosed area with a lot it's of like shit around way. it, and it's like one of the more frustrating things I've ever done. I'm playing on normal or the. I was, I was about to ask. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not doing heroic or legendary because I like to enjoy my video games. And there's still been several times when I want to throw my controller across the, my room when I'm yeah. playing on the normal difficulty level. And uh, for example, I'm 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 fighting the bot the the boss character that keeps intimidating you the whole time. That's literally where I where I was before um, we started the podcast. And um, he was down to like maybe like not even a sliver of health. And then for the first time, the entire battle, he does a thing where he launches himself halfway across the arena we're in and hammers okay. me to death. And then I was Great. like, and I had full health and he just killed me in one hit. And I was like, that's the, uh, the Scarlet Nexus approach right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I don't know if the bosses are all horrible. I think there are some like positive things, uh, with some mm -hmm. of the bosses, um, I think they're fun. Uh, it's not like quite to the level of like the Metroid Dread type of like fun, like learning yeah. how to fight the bosses and stuff. You feel you feel great when you beat one. Finally, you get that yes. relief. Um, yes. And it does load quick enough that it does. It's pretty good. You're usually right back in the action. Yeah. Yeah. But what I hate is you get locked into with your checkpoints whatever your loadout is and they generally will have things around like the arena mm -hmm. that you can pick up but that means like if you come in with a bad arsenal if you have then the wrong you, two weapons and you got to pick it up every single every time every time you die you have to find the next weapon and get that and it just yep. extends it just to a point where it's annoying enough um i do uh do have frustrations and this is not uh, this is not just a halo infinite thing this is a halo thing i wish your weapons you could customize more. You could make yeah. your own. You could power them up. You could make them awesome. Like, that would be the real Far Cry-like thing that I, I'm missing from this game. How eventually you would just have the couple weapons that you go with the whole time. Um, and then there's enough ammo around that's really not an issue. Um, mm -hmm. I just feel like I have the same weapons now that I've had at the beginning. And yeah, I get it. Yeah. I'm better, obviously, at playing the game after, like, going through it. I just wish the weapons, like, scaled a little bit so then you could go through those areas at the beginning and just total power fantasy things. Um, 
I, I, I get that's a gameplay design thing. Um, it's just not what I like in open world games. And specifically now, I'm fully upgraded with all my Spartan stuff, and I have nothing to do with these Halo cores, or the Spartan cores at a certain point. Oh, you, so there are, there's more than you need? Yeah, there's way more than you actually oh. need, which is very frustrating. Um, just because then it becomes like, well, why am I going to hunt these down? Yeah. There's no reason Achieve for it. it. Achieve um, it. But yeah, I, the the bosses can be very frustrating. They feel like bullet spongy in a way that's not fun. Right. Um, like I, most other enemies, like you can interrupt them, you hit their head, you like you know, their armor flies off. I don't get that feeling with a lot of these bosses. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some are just kind of like all of a sudden it can be like a moment of like full health, and you just get the wrong angle, and they shoot you down with one hit, and it's really annoying when that happens, specifically when you're spending like five to ten minutes on a on a boss encounter sometimes. Because it, I think it's tricky because, you know, you have the same weapons and they're not powered up and, and they have the same weapons as well. And because of that, like, they just have the instant kill weapons. <laughs> um, and, and it just sucks, yeah. I'm playing also, on Heroic, by the way. Which you're, you're playing Heroic? Yeah, which is how it has been. Like, traditionally, they have said, like, this is, like, the intended experience because it's a little bit more challenging and you have to think a little bit more about it. Um, but it didn't say that in this one. And I would say it's probably not the way to play if you were just wanting to go through it because I am dying a lot. Like unless when I stop thinking about it, I am dying a lot. But um, I'm enjoying it. It's more challenging. I um, the hunters in this game. Have you got to a hunter yet? No, I just got. I saw loading tip being like, "Here's you know, make sure to shoot the orange area to hunters." I was like, "Yeah, where are these guys?" Uh, Peter, hunters are horrible in this game. Like the way they like know where you are. And like how, like you need a rocket launcher to do anything against these people. Hmm. Like you need hmm. a straight up rocket launcher. They are like the biggest roadblock ever, um, and it's just not fun to fight them. It's like usually in the other game you could like kite them around, get to the back, and do that kind of stuff. And yeah. well, you got your grappling hook right, but no, it's like literally like a hilarious Dark Souls enemy just chasing you all the time. Um, you get these. Uh, I don't know if this is a spoiler or not, but you get thrust thrusters like boosters to like make yourself oh, like move. It's in the multiplayer. Yeah. Okay, so you get those. Um, and even then, like you can kind of trick them, but they like half the time see through what you're doing. And one of the upgrades is you get invisible, like for three seconds after you do a booster thing. Okay. And it's just like not fun to go around them. And they always come in twos and yep. it's always like, uh, uh, man, it, they're so annoying whenever I get to get uh, to come to them. Uh, what else do you not like? We said the boss encounters and something else. It was the boss encounters. And I thought I said the other thing. Uh, I definitely said the other thing. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> or if I didn't, you'll never know. Just how memorable it is. Now, um, yeah. The uh, some of the other stuff that I don't like, yeah, um, is some of the missions. Um, and I really felt this on the mining one specifically that you just did. Um, the open world nature about how you go about that mission does not do it any favors. Um, because I feel like there's so many enemies and it was so overwhelming at a certain point that it, you just have things happening from all sides of you. And I mm-hmm. feel like this game was more so than most of it. It felt like I was like, you know, hiding in a corner constantly, just trying to shoot people around them as, as things were happening. Because in that encounter, you have the one of the sniper jackals and one of like just exploding everything, the two yeah. halves of it. Um, and it just was like kind of like from every direction because it is so open. It was just kind of like rolling my eyes that there was always someone just hitting me and like two-shotting me. So I can't yeah. imagine what that would be like playing on heroic and or God forbid, legendary. Oh um, my gosh, I can't imagine what this is like on Legendary. Like, um, I just, oh, don't do that. No, no, no. Don't no. do that. Yeah. Anyway, um, 
But hey, I en- I'm enjoying it a lot, and I think the the thing that Halo needed for me to care about it uh, is definitely this open world nature of it. And there's still some things that I think they can improve. I think the upgrade system can be improved. I think the um, like maybe like some of the activities like there could be more reason for exploring other than just the Spartan cores because again, there's no reason for me to explore anymore that I have all of my upgrades. Yeah, um, I think they can still fill that like upgrading your chief. They can work on that stuff a little bit. Um, but I also wish you could have more than one ability equipped at a time. It's kind of clunky to switch between them in the middle of a battle. It really is. And the fact that like the grappling hook is the default because it's just like it becomes such a second nature yeah. part of your movement. When it is not equipped, it's always like, oh, fuck, how do I get? Oh, God. Uh, luckily, I don't know how it's bound for you. For me, it's binded like left on the deep or right on the D-pad twice. So like that yeah. is yeah, easy enough easy to get, to back, to. get yeah. back to it. But it's still getting any of the other uh ones up just doesn't really work that well yeah 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 i mean there's probably ways to map it somehow but I, I just wish there's like one like do you use the that's a grenade i guess the left bumper left bumper is a grenade yeah yeah they're just the right they're, they're, there needs to be something else like there i wish there was just another hot key or something to use to make it a little bit more easy yep but yep. it also should pause when you open up the map no why, why, why would you do that? Why would it? Why would it not? It's just it's propos- like why would like I literally don't understand why it doesn't. Anyway, uh, um, oh, w- one more thing we were talking about before yeah. the recording about the audio logs in this game. Um, <laughs> like you're just adding like okay, so there's like three different types of audio logs. I think actually four. You get the uh, UNSC. You get the uh, force, not force. What are the runners? The the forerunners, and then you get the um. What's the bad group? The- They're not the Covenant. No, they're not the Covenant. The Banished, and you get Spartan ones, too. And the Spartan ones, right? So you get, like, four different types that you get. Um, And, like, half the time, like, because I don't get the story, it's just kind of, like, nonsense to me in the background. Yeah. Um, Except they do the thing where they autoplay it, which is great. Like, you don't have to be near it. However, they're usually always found around like a cutscene. <laughs> yes <laughs> so around like, when someone else is gonna start talking so yes. it's like the worst sin because yeah it's auto playing but like then i have to just wait for it to like if i want to listen to it i have to wait for it to finish before you then do the objective which is stupid that i'm still waiting for this thing um so i don't know the placement of them is just a little bit off for that um and the ones with all of like the brutes are just them like moaning and grumbling and stuff like that like it sounds like some sick AM- asmr stuff in you it is on you, you can't hit you can't listen to it yeah. no, and, it's and bad. the the any of the human ones are always just like people shouting and like bullets flying and stuff so it's just like some people fought some things here <laughs> like <laughs> i imagine they they were the people who we are finding uh all the guns from but yeah. um yeah yep 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 halo infinite good i would say go play it i would say if you don't like halo go play it i would say if you do like halo go play it um, and even if you like Halo and are like mad about what they did with the story or whatever, um, that multiplayer is still like top notch good stuff. Yeah. And I, I would even say it's worth if you don't have Game Pass. First of all, why? But second of right. all, I think it's worth buying without Game Pass if you like shooters. I think it's better than most shooting campaigns that I've seen before. Yeah. Played. Yeah. I mean, I guess like my whole thing is, is it worth Would I pay $60 for this if Game Pass didn't exist? Yes. But the fact that it's on Game Pass, it's like, I don't understand why someone would not get Game Pass. Just pay $15 for a month of Game Pass and play through this and then discover, oh, Game Pass is actually awesome. But yeah. Yep. Um, Justin, let's talk about the Game Awards. It was a three hour show. No, Peter. It's a three and a half hour show. Yes. <laughs> and they announced some games. 
and sort of as a side thing too they also talked about who won which category um <laughs> yeah so uh, i like i i think i was being very defensive like like defending the game awards with like hey this is like this is how you get eyes on it. You need to have advertisements and stuff like yes. that in order to get people like to have the money to do this and make this a big thing like that. But I was so disappointed with how 80% of these awards were done yeah. not even announcing all the nominees, not even showing the people who were nominated, yep. but having the winner already on stage because they had told them ahead of time and it was like part of the show notes them like flashing on screen the nominees and then saying the winner and sometimes in rapid fires of like four categories in 30 seconds so okay 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 this is not a new take that the game awards need some work in terms of the awards part but my goodness this year it was so uh, like it just feels so misguided. I don't know. I would. I personally, and maybe I'm in the minority here. Maybe they've you know done research on this. Whatever. The awards part are actually what I like really care about. Game yeah. like game announcements. I'll take or leave. But like I want to know how this shakes out. <laughs> you know, I'm interested. I'm invested. And the fact that so many of them are read. First of all, during the pre-show before people are like technically supposed to be watching. And then second of all, exactly what you said. You just have Jeff Keighley up there. You know, rattling off six awards in in 45 seconds it's just not in my opinion really making it worth anyone's time to watch who's actually invested in the awards because then the ones that do um go up there they go up and they they say they talk for 15 seconds saying thanks so much for the team at whatever we we really appreciate it um thank you this is a big honor and then they walk off right there's just not enough time paid it's there's just not enough time given to the actual award part of the game awards for it to be mean anything real like really you know and i think like when, when i'm thinking like the oscars one thing that they've been they do a lot of is they go in the audience and they deal with people in the audience as they're sitting down now it yeah. seemed like the only people they're showing the audience were like people who are like the celebrities who'd be pre uh, presenting later um yeah. like I, you know just even like seeing like the nominees before they like the people involved with the nominees before they get their names called like i think like that gives face to video games that is what gets people to start to know these people better so it's not only the hideo kojimas that you know it's more and more companies and they get bigger and the faces get recognized yeah like that's such an easy way to like make an award show highlight your industry well and to your point and i know we disagree partially about this as I think last week or maybe the week before we talked about it, you know, you do have these celebrity presenters and some of them, and by celebrity, I mean, outside of games, celebrities, some of them do have relationships to games. You know, you have Ben Schwartz. I, I don't think he presented an award. I think he just showed up and said, Hey, it's me, Ben Schwartz, Sonic the Hedgehog, watch the new trailer. Like you have celebrity pre presenters like, um, um, uh, Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, he was involved with Silent Hill, or he was involved with PT and then Death Stranding. But like generally, he doesn't have really anything to do with video games other than the fact that he's friends with Hideo Kojima, right? He doesn't feel... He, if he's not even going to be in person, it feels weird to have these celebrity presenters be there, right? Uh, give that to someone else. Give that yeah. to someone who is in the industry. Or Carrie Ann Moss and Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves is very involved with video games now, and that's cool. And Carrie Ann Moss is part of the Matrix thing, that they're, that the Unreal experience, whatever. Uh, but if they're not going to be there, 
get people who are part of the industry to be there because you have plenty of people who are there to present. You know, you have plenty of people who would love to come and present. I don't know. I, I was super excited to see Reggie. <laughs> you know, like, and and maybe that's like a niche video game industry knowledge thing. I don't think it is. Um, but it was cool to see people in the industry like actually be up there and, and doing this sort of thing. But yeah, that's and just I, me. I mean, I th- I think celebrity presenters are, are are fine. That like that's not the part that like bothered me the most. Um, I just I, it's like. I wish at the very least they showed their faces of the people who were like getting these things. Right. Yes. Like, like that's yes. all that, like it's even, I think it's, it becomes a problem to me when it's just focused on the celebrities and not like the artists when there's no even visual of the artists except for the winners. You're right. So, and, and, and I know this is a, another entirely different conversation. <laughs> you know, it starts with Jeff Keeley saying we will not tolerate abuse or, or misconduct or mistreatment of anyone in this industry, right? Obviously, um, alluding to Activision Blizzard, I assume he can't say them directly because of Activision, one of the people on the board for the Game Awards is from Activision, whatever. I, like, I get that. I, I think it's a shitty situation, but whatever, I understand. But he literally gets done saying that. And then the next thing is like, and now welcome, Ubisoft's very own Giancarlo Esposito, what and then and then he and then you have this quantic dream game right this star wars game which we'll talk about in a second but like it's so weird to pick and choose and they've got the fucking riot games things as well like it's so weird to pick and choose the things that they are going to like want to stand up about while also just not doing that at all i don't know it it just i don't know i felt very underwhelmed and frustrated by the show this year um the the ward part the trailer part, I don't know, you and I typically come in at the same place where we expect very little out of awards, out of out of big events and announcements and stuff, unless told otherwise. Jeff Keighley said that there were four or five, in his opinion, reveals similar to the Elden Ring trailer reveal that he had uh, at the Summer Games Fest. Uh, what do you think those were? <laughs> I think I could count two. Uh, I th- I think they were there, um, and you I think, think so? El- Elden Ring is one of those things that is the type of game that is not everyone's cup of tea. Yeah, I think that has the chance to be one of the more mainstream of these Souls like games. Um, yeah, but like I, to me, like if, if he said it's similar to the reveal of Breath of the Wild too, like to me that's like a huge temple thing that everyone's gonna be like losing their minds over. Elden Ring is like something you didn't know you wanted until you saw it. Then it was like kind of cool. So okay. with that kind of being in mind, like just kind of going through a couple of the general things, uh, he said four games that are like that. He said four or five. I would say if I had to guess, Alan Wake. Yeah. Star Wars Eclipse. Yeah. Mm. Wonder Woman. You think that was a okay? I would yeah I would say Wonder Woman like even though like because that's something that you wouldn't know you wanted until you got it like I think yeah and even, even that it remains to be seen what that is but I think that was a big enough like I've never I did not expect to see this coming um, that I think could do that uh, other than Hellblade two Hellblade two was not an announcement though it was just more no, gameplay right but it was just gameplay yeah um uh. <laughs> Lord of the Rings Gollum? It was, didn't they have, uh, wasn't there that um, Nightingale game uh, that was from the people who used to be at Bioware? I don't know. The, oh, oh, yes. But I don't know if that's, 
major announcement. I, I, I say maybe Slitterhead, yeah, I know, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. the Silent Hill one. It's just like th- my my point is this that like yes, I, I'm not saying that nothing was announced. There were three and a half hours of things being announced, weirdly <laughs> enough, or showcased or whatever. But the fact that it was built up to be this huge event, and it just I mean it was pretty, in my opinion, pretty comparable to last year in terms of like major headlines and things like that. It just doesn't. It just didn't have a whole lot of staying power for me, uh, and. I kind of I, I kind of understand why a lot of people are frustrated about this because I don't know frustrated is a pretty benign word but I I walked away feeling like eh. <laughs> it, it did not satis- hours. it did not satisfy on the giving out awards thing nope. and I really think it didn't satisfy on um specific announcements because I think part of the thing when you have three and a half hours of reveals. I was like trying to take notes about what's first been revealed here versus what is being a gameplay thing versus what a whatever versus what is a commercial. And that line was very hard to follow. Like world premiere did not mean it was a new game. It could be, it was a new look at a game or a new trailer from a game or a new thing about a game or release date for a game. So they kept like saying world premiere. And I was like, is this all this stuff new? And it's not. And I think the other thing that was annoying is I didn't know what a reveal was and what a commercial was. Uh, What's the difference for you? I mean, apparently nothing. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, I think I think for the gameplay reveals, I'm a, I am I don't even know if this is true or not. I would assume that they don't pay Jeff for those. I mean, they must. Oh, I see what you mean. I you don't know what I mean? Know. Like, Because some, yeah. some, some things are like commercials. It was like Nintendo had a sizzle reel of, reel of their indie games, right? Of right, what, what came out yeah. that game. I'm sure yep, that yep, was yep. Nintendo paying for that so people could see like, oh, all these games are coming out for that. Um, they had a couple other like um, like commercials for like, you know, uh, other like ongoing games and things like that that were there, just like updates and stuff. But like, it, it was like, I think... I don't maybe this is a bad thing to complain about. Like I I couldn't tell like when our commercial breaks were and when they weren't. It was just like three and a half hours that unfortunately you had a bit like if you were trying to like get all this stuff and like watch it, I was just like for three and a half hours, I was stuck to my TV. And I think I sent you at like like uh a, a, like hour and a half in, I just like sent you a screen cap of how long it was gonna be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. And it really like by the end of the night, my notes went from being like very specific to just like single bullet points and just kind of like kind of thing warhammer game number three <laughs> <laughs> another um, space marine well justin let's let's read through these announcements i'm gonna have more to say about some of these than others uh which i assume is going to be how you are as well uh but let's let's read through through the headlines here this is from you said this is off of an ign article yeah, of, so I, of, I, ign um ign put a list together that had a lot of the big announcements which was really helpful for me because again part of it was i didn't know what was actually announced at this yeah at this thing. okay <laughs> so they have uh it's uh, an article called the game awards 2021 everything announced um by adam bankhurst at ign um last updated december 10th at 8 47 a.m so just kind of like where this is and like kind of the announcements that they had but at the very least they were going through what the brand new big announcements were which i thought was very helpful so we'll kind of talk through this list and then i will color it in with a couple things they missed awesome and that uh article can be found in the link to the description of this episode so Thank let's you, IGN, just using your powers for good Yes, let's just dive right into this here. Uh, first headline, Carrie Ann Moss and... Ke- I fucked that up already. Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss reveal the Matrix Awakens and Unreal 5 experience. Uh, I've not dipped into this. I've seen some screenshots of it. It looks pretty sweet. Um, I don't know. I like the Matrix. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, it can't look worse than the Matrix one, two, or three. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's <laughs> got to be. It's got to be like right on a par with that, if not better. So I'm sure it will be fun. Um, but I I'm believe- interested to play that, and I think I'm yeah. interested to play it on everything I own. Um, I know that sounds like crazy, but like playing no, it on uh, Xbox, PlayStation, and PC just to see like what the difference is. I believe also this will be my first, and maybe yours as well. I don't know. Uh, experience with the Unreal Engine five, which yeah, I mean those early like tech demos with it looked pretty insane. Awesome. Um, yeah. So so I will be really interested to see what this looks like. And to me, like that's what I'm actually yep. most interested in with all of this is to see that sort of stuff. Um, but. By the way, did you hear? Uh, there was an interview. I think Otaku had an interview that was uh, with uh, Carrie and Masakana Reeves, yes. and they yes, asked him this. about the uh, the the when people were having sex with him in Cyberpunk 2077. And he was like stoked. <laughs> his response <laughs> was, like, oh, was nice. His response was, "Oh my god, it's always nice when it's nice." <laughs> Oh, Keanu Reeves. Uh, yes, yes, I did see that. Um, and he also, I think he said, like, yeah, I have not played Cyberpunk yet. Um, but I also have to imagine, like, some of these uh, people who are not necessarily associated with games. Uh, I'm always curious about, like, do you play games? Like, did you know what you were sort of getting into or, or whatever when you started doing this? Well, um, I think Keanu's actually a, a big gamer. He's just waiting till it's finished. Oh, hello. Oh. Uh, got him. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so there's that. Uh, I, I, I'm going to play that in the next few weeks here, and, and I think we'll talk about it, I'm sure. Uh, next thing here is Star Wars Eclipse is a new action-adventure game from Quantic Dream that is set in the High Republic. Now, we talked about this a few weeks ago, I think, or maybe months ago. It's unclear. Uh, about a rumored Quantic Dream Star Wars game. Quantic Dream made Heavy Rain and Detroit Become Human and Beyond Two Souls and uh, Indigo Prophecy slash Fahrenheit, depending on where you live. So they're, they're working on this Star Wars game, and it was like a, it wasn't a gameplay trailer. It was just a bunch of vignettes of Star Wars High Republic stuff. They, they were um, CG the trailers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. not uh, but the, or anything. No, at least it didn't say anything like that. But the fact that it's an action adventure game is sort of interesting, coming from Quantic Dream, as they've never done anything like that before. So I don't know. I, I've as we've talked about on the show, I've always found Quantic Dream to be like interesting enough but ultimately not really good at delivering like at the end of the day but i'll be interested to see what's up with this i i i think it is going to be as successful as the amount of cameos in it which i know is going to be hard because it's like set so far in the past that we probably yeah. won't get a lot of cameos if anything because so i think a lot of the times like with something like Star Wars, if it's just like this like super detached Star Wars story that we don't have these touch points that people know, I don't necessarily know if it's going to have the kind of like uh, attention or interest by fans as something that won't. I mean, maybe Star Wars is a big enough name to get people in. Maybe Quantic Dream is enough big enough name to get people in. I mean, I'll play it regardless, but um, I just think of all like the... Like, I love like the Clone Wars, and I love... Um, like Bad Batch, and I love all those like animated series because mm-hmm. they are like expanding the world that we know. And when they get a character reference, and you see Mace Windu be freaking awesome for the first time ever, like it's pretty cool to see that kind of stuff. So I don't know. Um, maybe we'll get some uh, Darth Plagueis. Who knows? <laughs> I- I'm also curious about like the sort of thing, especially now in regards to like, is it part of Star Wars canon? Because th- you know they did their whole extended universe wipe um, in like 2015 or whatever. And so I'm curious about where it would all fit within like what Star Wars is now, but 
you know, we'll see. Yeah. Alan Wake 2, officially announced, will be Remedy's first survival horror game. You might as well just, like, like jokes aside about, like, the quality of the Game Awards this year, you might as well just stop, like, stop the show right there and let me just sit and think about that. And we'll get back to the show on a later date and time. Holy shit. Holy shit. Here's the thing, Justin. I know you don't really care for Alan Wake, but you liked Control. And I and you liked Quantum Break. So, like, I think you look at the progression of Alan Wake, and especially after playing the remastered version this year, you, t- you and comparing it to the experience of playing Control, I think you can see a direct line about what Remedy Entertainment has learned over the past few releases. And this has me fucking excited. Because I know that they've got their... Like, there's, like, a Control multiplayer game coming. There's, I think, a Control sequel that they've, like, unannounced but, like, sort of teased. So that I, I thought that Alan Wake was just, was just going to be encapsulated in that. So the fact that he's getting his own separate thing is, like, insane. I'm so excited. The man looks like Jake Gyllenhaal now. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal mixed with Keanu Reeves, like, in a weird way. Like, yeah. I thought I was like, wait, like, what into we, it. what's going on here? <laughs> I'm, like, into it, though. Um and like I don't know, I like survival horror as a genre, and as we talked about with our Alan Wake review of, of the remaster, like it's not a scary game. It's a good thriller game, but it's not like a. There's not particularly effective uh, at like providing scares. So if this is going to lean more into that, I think that's the right move because with Control and with Alan Wake, they do a really good job of like making creepy environments. It's just that when it I don't I, and control wasn't necessarily trying to do this, but when it came down to like actually scaring you, I just didn't think it, it does a very good job. So I think I'm the, thing that's, the thing that scares me is survivor horror. Like, what does that mean? Like, are they really taking out the action? Because I think action is the redeeming stuff about most of um, Remedy's games for me. Like, I really like them. I like the tone mm-hmm. of the world in control. I like the, but I also like the combat. Like, those two things together are really fun. Um, I liked the combat enough in Quantum Break. I think Alan Wake's combat can be frustrating at times, but it's really unique. And once you really like get into it about like moving your light stuff with your shooting and everything, I think it gets it's unique enough that you know I was would wish um, I got to see like what their next updated take on that would be. Um, so I don't know. I I me not being like as hot on Alan Wake as you, mm-hmm. I I I saw that and I was like, I knew this would happen. But then they said the one thing that would scare me off is going to be a survival horror game. I was like, oh. But okay, here's the thing, though. Like, I can still see them using the mechanics of the flashlight and whatever for survival horror. But just, like, instead of giving you... Instead of just showering you in ammo and and flashbang grenades and stuff like that, making it a little bit more sparse and making the enemies a little bit bigger, a little bit more threatening. If you... What was the... In, in Control... There were a few monsters in that game that were I found to be genuinely really frightening. Um, but if you have them sort of stalking you or whatever, or uh, did you play the Control Alan Wake DLC? No. Okay. Well, there's uh, a monster. Wait, no, you know, sorry, Control Alan Wake DLC. I played like halfway through and then I just stopped. I liked how they used the light stuff in that. Yeah, but uh, there, there's a big monster in that game that I found to be very scary. Uh, and if that was in Alan Wake, ooh. Ooh, that's going to be much scarier because instead Alan Wake just has a bunch of like loggers <laughs> and construction workers. Now, now, Peter, have you played the medium? I played the medium. Oh, it kind of looked, the monster kind of looked like uh, the, the maw. Would you, would you call, would you call the medium survival horror? 
I would call the medium a snooze fest. <laughs> got him. Fucking got him. Well, no, uh, and, and, and I think I, so. I think I was on the record with saying that I liked replaying Alan Wake way more than playing the medium to begin with. Yes. But if they take the route when it is more of like what the medium gameplay was and it is like holding your breath and hiding behind stuff while something passes, that's really not going to be the kind of game I'm looking for. I think it all depends on what route they take with survival horror, because you could say that is survival horror. I would say that that is less survival horror and more just horror. And I know it's a weird distinction, but like I wouldn't call a game like Amnesia survival horror. That's just a horror game. I would call a game like The Last of Us survival horror Um, or uh, uh, like Dead Space. Well, that's more action horror. But what I'm trying to say is I I think there are a lot of different routes that they could take um, that does not just involve sneaking and hiding. Um, But I'm I'm so excited, and they said that we're not going to hear anything from them until like summer, which is fine, because uh, as long as I know that it's happening, it has me excited. Wonder Woman game announced from Middle Earth Shadow of War, uh, Mordor developers, Monolith Productions. This is a pretty standard teaser trailer for Wonder Woman. I have no feelings about the Wonder Woman IP, other than I liked that recent movie, and I didn't like the 1985 one or whatever it was. And that's all. <laughs> I, I'm interested to see what Monolith does. I think that was the part of the announcement that was interesting to me. Yes, um, those, as, they're good. As much as I like, you know, Lord of the Rings, um, I don't think, like, Shadow of Mordor caught me because of Lord of the Rings. Right. Like, I thought the gameplay loop was fun. The Nemesis system was cool. So if you have something like that with Wonder Woman and superhero DC stuff, that could be pretty fun. Um, so I think that is the interesting part of that announcement, but I don't think that we got a date on that, did we? No, no. I don't think we got really anything other than title and uh, studio. But uh, yeah, that's fine. Uh, that's cool. In fact, uh, yeah, I mean, there's just, there's, not, <laughs> oh, there's just not enough information for me to have anything to say uh, other than everything that you said. Uh, we did get a new Elden Ring trailer premieres, brand new cinematic story trailer. Um, cool. I'm sure it's got deep, well-written story by George R. R. Martin, and I am that is told probably, in item descriptions. I was gonna say, like, I will be very interested to see how that game's story is told because if it's how all Dark Souls story has been told, that means uh, for Peter there is no story, and it's a podcast game. It's for me to get frustrated. At. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll see. Uh, I'll probably, I mean, like, as it's gotten closer, like, I am getting sort of excited for that more of to just see what what's up with it and if it makes any significant changes that really hooks me back in to from games because otherwise kind of just not gonna be about it but does we'll it have see. a grapple hook that's the thing video games now's your time titanfall 2 halo infinite the spider-man games proved that grapple hooks are very fun if and all Link, series deserve them. If Link's hookshot is a is a mainstay in Breath of the Wild 2, yep. fan for life over here. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. 100%. Hookshot. And he even has a grappling hook in, uh, in, 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 in. What's the one that was cell shaded about being a sailor? Oh, Wind Waker. Wind Waker. <laughs> He's got one of those and then he gets a, then he gets a hookshot. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, any, do you have any thoughts about Elden Ring? I'll, I'll <laughs> that we haven't talked it. about. Before. I'll probably yeah. play it, but I I don't foresee when it's coming out. Me wanting to have a very stressful experience in a video game. Yeah, we'll see. It's February. I mean, that comes so. out what if beginning of February, end of February. 
Good luck. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's, that's stressful time for Justin Maglitch right there. Yeah, yeah. That's not a, that's not a, like, you know, hit your head against the wall in a video game kind of time, but. No, 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 no. That's a time when you should download Flower. Remember Flower? Yeah, he plays but a bunch that, flower like, like yeah. I should download <laughs> right. Sleep. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Uh, next headline here. Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League shows off uh, its first game, real gameplay. Now, they made a whole thing out of this, and I did appreciate seeing, I believe that's Deborah Wilson, who's, who's playing, um, the lady in charge of the just the Suicide Squad. Uh, I'm a big fan of her. I liked mm-hmm. her in Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I liked her in um, <laughs> Wolfenstein. Surprised to know that she was in Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart as <laughs> Clunk, the kit. Kit. Um, oh, good. You <laughs> yes. got it. That was good. We have to yeah. look it up again. I was like a big shit. We got to look this up <laughs> twice. Elena, <laughs> um, uh, by the way, calls Ratchet and Clank. She was like, what's the... Because she saw that it was nominated for a bunch of stuff, and she saw she saw me playing it a, w- a little bit. Um, she's like, "Oh, it's um, Wackus Binkus." I was like, "Nope, that's not uh, even." Uh, well, at least you got there. <laughs> <laughs> not, I mean, like, it, like that's not necessarily like. I wouldn't be surprised if that was like the name of it, like it would fit. But nope, Wackus Binkus is not <laughs> not it. <laughs> but yeah, so she came out and she was like, did a little thing as the character, which was fun. I don't know, I like her, like so it was fun to see her. Uh, but then. Jeff was kind of like, I've been so excited to see all this. Here we go for the first time, the gameplay of Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. And they show it. I'm like, oh, like a third person action game. Yeah, cool. (laughs) Cool. Great. I mean, sure. You know, it's kind of sad. Not sad. Interesting. It's that this Suicide Squad game is in a similar position to the Suicide Squad movie, the first one. Uh, Whereas when that movie came out, they were kind of like, everyone was sort of like, oh, they're just, it's DC sort of doing a Guardians of the Galaxy kind of thing. And then now with this one, it looks very similar to the Guardians of the Galaxy mo- uh, game, where it like, oh yeah, kind of looks like a Guardians of the Galaxy kind of thing, which in itself wasn't like particularly unique. But it, just looking at it, I say the combat looks better in Suicide Squad: Kill the Justice League than Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. Um, but no, I, I definitely gotta do get agree back with to that. that game. By the way, Halo kind of took me off that. That's fair. That's fair. Um, you'll like it. You'll you'll get there. One day. Next headline here: uh, Halo TV series first trailer gives us an up uh, an up close look at live action Master Chief. Uh, before the Game Awards, the Halo TV show showed off a teaser, which was like one minute of just you know establishing shots of things happening, and then I think it maybe ended with like believe like in the Halo Three trailers or something like that, or maybe I just made that up. <laughs> and then the trailer that they gave us at the Game Awards was like now a minute and 10 seconds and it was like a very similar thing we didn't get to see him though we got to see him in the suit which i thought was kind of cool but uh yeah what do you think i'll watch it i will watch this because i will watch it but but do you have paramount plus <sighs> do i no mm, yeah probably not it's called a barrier right there for me um, yeah I, I can't say i doubt it's gonna be like a 10 out of 10 worth it getting paramount plus but maybe it is i'll say well, positive do- i like halo infinite well hold on survivors on paramount plus so that actually might be oh yeah what halo i need. be damned you don't care about that you're that's what survivor. i'm saying yeah. like survivor will get me there halo <laughs> will be a nice little treat once i'm inside but once you finish all of the uh um survivor seasons oh justin you're acting like i haven't seen all of survivor so the rewatch i was gonna say yes that's actually very fair <laughs> get some of the, the best hits in there season 20 good place to start yeah. um <laughs> uh hellblade 2 send you a saga giant siege gameplay trailer now i've not played the first one i'm actually interested in playing the first one after watching this trailer because i had no idea what the hell was going on um 
they made a point to say that this was captured, like this was game footage. It was not in-engine footage. It was like footage of a person playing the game. And what's interesting because like when I see that, when I hear that, I'm looking for things. I'm looking for like someone playing a game. And there were like little hiccups in terms of like certain animations and stuff. So like it seemed like it was legit. That said, I don't know. Do you think, to me, it seemed a little too smooth to be a game. But um no I think I think there was just like light gameplay in it like it was just running and moving and I think there's definitely parts of that game that um it, it you're probably controlling that cutscene so to speak like I know it wasn't a cutscene you're probably but like was, moving around yeah. and like doing stuff so I think it could, I I think it was probably pretty accurate but um uh, that was creepy wasn't it It was it was and as someone who's not played the first one but like know a little bit about it like a giant baby but it wasn't a baby at all it was like a would that be creepy if you just look out your window right now look out your window i'm not gonna do that but what if okay i'm good <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay no i just looked i'm good i'm good um yeah i uh I, that looks actually pretty good and, and by the time that comes out i will want to have played the first one luckily it is on game pass i believe uh, up next here is Arc raiders which is an x dice devs new game is a co-op pve sci-fi shooter um yeah, this one looks all right. Dice another- is um not my favorite first-person shooter studio, but I think my problems with them perhaps stem from EA rather than the studio itself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it. Uh, sure, it's another game. Yep, uh, I don't <laughs> know if this is gonna be the one I play, but it's not it looks for me, folks. Enough. Um. Next, next headline here for spoken release date announced. I will say it's like May what twenty second. Yeah. Uh, I will say this, as in the past I've been like, eh, about Forspoken, there's something about this trailer that kind of did it for me. Okay. Uh, I think it was her powers, like before it sort of seemed vague as to what she was actually, like what the gameplay actually was going to be, other than like flying around a little bit, but the, like her attacks and and, and magic stuff actually seemed kind of cool. So um, I'll be interested to see more about this as more comes, but I was impressed enough. It reminded me a lot of Infamous. Um, yep, one hundred percent. That kind of like movement and stuff. So I think that could be fun. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, next headline here is Horizon Forbidden West gameplay trailer revealed. Just more for that game. I'm excited for it. I'm gonna, I guess, have to play through that first one in January. <laughs> you say see. have to, but it's a good game. You'll enjoy. No, it. Oh, oh, I, I played like, I don't know, a third of it, a half of it, and, and I just, and, I stopped because other stuff came yeah, up. But it, it um, like, the story definitely picks up in a good way, and there's some interesting reveals and. Um, I'm almost mad I'm not going to play it, but I'm not going to because I just don't <laughs> have the time. The first one or the second one? No, to replay the first one. I got it, I got it. I was like, you seem like stoked about the second one. I figured you would. Yeah, um, I'll just wait. Next one here. Uh, Sonic Frontiers and Open Zone. I like that. Sonic Adventure officially announced. Now, Justin, I know a lot about Sonic. In fact, I enjoy some Sonic. I, let me rephrase. I enjoyed some Sonic in my youth. I frequently enjoyed a lot of Sonic in my youth. My expectations for this game are like lower, as low as they can possibly be. But I'm open to it because I think the idea of open world or open zone, which I think is cute, uh, is the way to go for Sonic as a character who can move incredibly fast. Uh, I mean, uh, I forgot. I thought for a second we already knew it would be open world, but then I got this confused with the Kirby game that's coming out that looks kind of oh, like it's open world. I'm so world. excited. I'm so excited um, for that. Yes. So, I don't know. Cool. Another open world game. Um, uh, I don't think I'll be playing it, maybe. 
I think it, maybe. I'll buy I think like, with, with all of these things, it's like, well, it depends how it does on like with reviews and like what yeah. people are saying about it. But uh, I'll say that I'm not rushing out of my house to go pick up the newest Sonic game. Um, sorry, Sonic. In other Sonic news, however, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, the movie trailer, finally reveals Knuckles and Tails. Um, you got Idris Elba's Knuckles. You got, uh, I'm forgetting her name, but one of the Tails voice actors is Tails, which I think is cool. Um, and now that we know what Tails smells like, I'm really excited for that's this That's true, movie. from our candle. <laughs> yeah. Good callback last episode. <laughs> uh, can I say, that first movie, like, it wasn't great, but it was enjoyable. This movie actually just looks good. <laughs> okay, because, all right. Because it, it, it is leaning more into, like, the Sonic stuff. Because in the first movie, it was just, like, Sonic is in seattle or like washington or whatever and then now it's like okay now eggman's like actually eggman and you've got knuckles and you've got tails and the tornado and the chaos emeralds or the master emerald at least like i'm in now i'm i'm fine with it but um i yeah this will be fun i I will let me say it like this i will see this movie when it comes out it's not gonna be like another like yeah i'll see it i guess i will probably seek this movie out out of curiosity because the first one was stupid fun and this one looks actually like it might be a decent like movie. Uh, yeah, I'm, I I will um, maybe if it's ever on uh, Paramount Plus, I can watch that with Halo. Sure. After you're done watching Survivor Season 20, yeah. it's a great place to start. <laughs> um, <laughs> up next here, Cuphead, the delicious last course DLC release date announced. You ever play Cuphead? Uh, I did. It's just uh, I, I didn't have the uh, perseverance to beat it. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know. it seems like it seems like the kind of thing that I might like if I got really into it, but uh, also seems like the type of commitment that I'm not ready for. Um, yeah, I picked it up on a Switch sale, and I not upset. I did. I played like the first one. Like, oh, this is this looks great. It's awesome. It's fun music. But I I just don't know if I will would hit my head against the wall to beat it. But this looks awesome. Yeah, is this on Game Pass? It might be on Game Pass. I think the, uh, I think the studio that made it is now an Xbox studio. Either way, while well, you look that up. Um, yeah, I'm probably not going to play this because it's just DLC for a game I didn't play. But um, I'm happy for the people who love Cuphead for more Cuphead. And I thought the performance of the Cuphead singers was pretty good. Very Cuphead-like. The second, I, the second it, they like, opened yeah. up the thing, I was like, oh, Cuphead has something to announce. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that, or I was like, is this Bioshock? I was like, is this... <laughs> anyway, um, it does uh, not look like it is. A bunch of people are like, why isn't Cuphead on Game Pass yet? Okay, well... Sorry, Cuphead. Maybe I'll pick you up on Switch. Who knows? Uh, Star Trek Resurgence is a post-TNG game made by Telltale Veterans. It looks like just another... Yeah, didn't, like they learn, Telltale... didn't they learn? That they... What? Like, like the, it didn't work with Walking Dead. Like, the whole problem with Telltale was like all they overextended their company. Yep. And they didn't own the property. Yep. So, let's do it with Star Trek and The Expanse, huh? What's The Expanse? Well, the oh, expanse, uh, the next like, one, yeah, the expanse. Yeah. The Telltale series is a prequel story to the TV series. Yeah, so uh, what is the expanse? Back, apparently, <laughs> yeah, they um, are kind of they. I I don't. I think this was a whole thing that the studio, like all the developers, are not the same ones because yeah. everyone got fired, and then the studio just like reopened with all these new people, and the, the old like devs were not super stoked about that, but um, yeah. I mean, I'm probably not going to play either of these because I don't really have an affinity for Star Trek and I don't even know what The Expanse is. <laughs> uh, the Expanse, is that an Amazon series or something? 
Couldn't tell you. I've never. I've literally yeah. never heard of it until this very moment. Yeah, I just thought uh, it was weird. I was like, oh, I guess we're we're trying to get back with these games again. Um, but oh well. Yeah, the problem is, I feel like they nailed it with The Walking Dead, and they couldn't really capture that same feeling, that same essence, yeah. just because yeah. it felt like The Walking Dead was lightning in a bottle that no one really like necessarily thought was going to be great. It just happened to be great, and then this huge spotlight got shown on Telltale and they were like, yeah. all right, well, we have to do a hundred different projects now. It's like, oh, maybe not. And but, I think The Walking Dead transcended the property. I know it was like, came correct. out pretty popular, but like, I feel like a lot of this other stuff is relying on the fact that you care about the expanse rather than it like being right. like, we have this cool property and this cool idea for a story. Because even with The Walking Dead, I mean like, yeah, some characters from like the comics or the show would like show up from time to time, but it was generally like entirely removed from that. And it was just a premise about the, it was just zombies. You know what I mean? Yeah. It could have been called yeah. anything, yeah. but, um, a Plague Tale, uh, Requiem gets brand new trailer. That, all, that also looks pretty good. And that's another game that I have to play at a certain point. Um, yeah, that, that, it's a fun one. I think, it. I think the pr- problem with that trailer is it look, it was so convoluted. Like I, a lot I, of rats. Play, I played and beat that story, but I'm just kind of like, where ugh, this is so complicated. Like the other mm-hmm. one was basically like you and your brother escape, have to escape. And then you start finding some stuff about your brother. This one just feels like it's going to be so like much lore behind it. Uh, but it looks awesome. I mean, the original game looked great. This one looked, an- it was animated better. It looked awesome. So I'm excited to see how that gameplay develops in the second go around too. Yeah. And I believe that first one just got, next gen upgrades recently so if you're looking to play those nice yeah they look even better on those new consoles uh next headline we already talked about but uh read i'll read it anyway jeff Keeley opens the game awards with condemnation of industry abuse talked about that and moving on be good good to people everyone yeah be hey don't be a dick how's that um (laughs) (laughs) dune (laughs) spice wars is a 4x real-time strategy game Moving on. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I have no feelings about Dune. I've not read the book. I've not seen the movie, uh, either of them. Uh, I don't care about 4X real RTS games. Uh, like, this is not anything for me. You know, <laughs> yeah, this, this is not our area. I'm sure someone loves this, not oh, us. Of course. Oh, and I'm sure, I mean, Dune people love Dune. So, like, I hope you, I hope you can fight the, or do they fight it? Or are they maybe put up offerings for the giant worm. I hope the giant worm is in the game for you. You just told me something I didn't know about Dune, that there's a giant worm in it named the Dune. Oh, no, no, no. It's not called the Dune. I think it's just a giant worm. Maybe it is the Dune. I actually don't know. I always thought the Dune was maybe like sand, but it's it's not important. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Next title here. uh, Silent Hill creator announces new game Slitterhead. This looks kind of fucking weird. (laughs) Yeah, with the faces and stuff. Yeah, um, and it's it's uh, the original Silent Hill composer as well. Uh, he recently said that he couldn't talk about his next project when he was being interviewed about the medium because he did the music for the medium. Uh, and everyone was like, are you working on a new Silent Hill? And nope, he was working on Slitterhead, apparently. Um, yeah, this looks weird and, and creepy and gross in a way that tickles me the right way. I will say that the difference between this and Silent Hill is that Silent Hill is very subtle, or at least the original ones were, and this one does not seem to have any subtlety to it at all yeah i would say it's not yeah that's not the vibe i got (laughs) no but it looks interesting enough and i think i don't know silent hill creator and then whatever else the headline is silent hill creator announces like i'm i'm in yeah i'll play it 
It, the thing that got me was like when the when the guy with the motorcycle helmet does like a you know a three yard jump up in the air and hits someone with a hammer. Um, yep. I thought that was like, oh, that's the vibe we're going with. Yes, that's the thing. Like, I'm down because it's like people who made Silent Hill. Like, I'm into that, but like. I would not say that this has any DNA with Silent Hill. No, I, you know, no, no, no. At least from the trailer. Little, I had like the the Dead Rising kind of vibes with some of it a little bit. Yeah. Like goofier, but still serious, but also goofy. The the art style was kind of interesting, yeah. too. Um, but yeah, uh, I will be interested to see more about that. Now you're doing, you're you're making the face. And it kind of looked like, um, it looked as if a predator from Predator was putting a person on like a jumpsuit and like, like yeah. through the mouth. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> um uh next headline here among us vents into vr yep vr among us what a clever uh, headline idea. Nice job. Good. <laughs> these people probably went to journalism school congratulations nice. i forgot the name who wrote this uh oh wait these are this, they wrote a collective article about all these things anyway what i'm trying to say is uh it's clever um are you are, is this gonna get you to play among us justin uh still have played not a single game of among us uh i maybe maybe this is like resident evil 4 and this is the way to get me to play it but uh. i mean like it, it seems like a completely different experience yeah <laughs> yeah you know um i think that you know people sort of not joked but like people would say oh among us is kind of a horror game if you think about it and like i guess but like also no um this seems like it would be actually kind of freaky the yeah, idea oh, yeah. of like, might, like oh, the if idea you just like, turning around doing and your task that. and you look around, but you could like be like looking around while you're doing your task. It gives you an extra level of like looking around, maybe. Potentially, yeah. I, but like, I think that it adds a whole level of like, oh shit, or like yeah. when the lights go out. That which is a thing in Among Us because you haven't played. The lights can go out. Sure. Um, that would be quite spooky. But yeah, I, w- I wouldn't like that. And then Freddy Fazbear comes out of the TV. And then Bonnie the Bunny sort of. S- <laughs> wanders on in i'm assuming bonnie the bunny is from five nights friday Fridays. night okay yeah not friday night funk friday oh. night lights <laughs> friday night lights. favorite tv series <laughs> <laughs> clear eyes big bear can't lose <laughs> new saints row gameplay trailer shows off crazy stunts and more uh are you a saints row guy we sort of talked about this uh earlier episode in the show uh, this isn't like saints row doesn't really do anything for me but these sorts of games don't really so i'm probably not gonna pick this one up I mean, um, maybe if it has a grappling hook, I've found out that I really do enjoy that. <laughs> I mean, like, that's the thing. If, if any of these games were like, here's a game that you didn't really care about before, but it does have a grappling hook now, I'd be like, oh, I tr- I'd see. Try it now. I'd but see. I, again, going back to Halo, though, I think I liked Halo enough, but then you add the grappling hook and it just like right. fixes the, like, it fi- the grappling hook filled a hole I didn't know was there. And now yes. because of it, I just want to go back and play it. And now it's also like, well, it's all, I, I think sort of overnight with Halo, if we may discuss it for another moment um that is going to become the thing of halo oh it's a first person shooter where you get a grappling hook and you're fighting aliens but boy that would probably ruin multiplayer if you just use it whenever (laughs) well it's a it's a pickup so yeah yeah but it's like limited use correct you get like five uses of it yeah yeah um yeah it's gonna be a problem though going back into the multiplayer oh i can imagine like having like getting used to using the grappling hook or, or whatever but um so it goes uh x bioware devs reveal fantasy victorian survival game nightingale which i believe they said is in is like getting ready for release or it's it's getting really ready to do a beta within the next few months here um this seems sort of interesting uh but it was it's an mmo is it not oh is it or do, i might be confusing it with something else um i remember them saying something in the interview with jeff Keeley that like i was like oh maybe this 
actually isn't my thing, but. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it little shooting, it looked pretty. I mean, if it is something that's going to come out, it kind of looked like a character shooter almost, but maybe that right, means yeah. it is more of like an MMO thing. But um, hey, hey, maybe maybe this is uh, they used all the things they learned from Anthem and decided to make another Anthem. <laughs> hey, I liked Bio, uh, not Bio. I was going to say I liked Anthem. I was like, Peter, did you play Anthem? No, I did not. You did, though. Uh, and you thought it was I did. Right. It's fine. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm sure it is. Uh, Iron Man gameplay, that's fine. Yeah. Um, I like Mass Effect, so we'll see. Uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderland's trailer shows off uh, chaotic fantasy action, which, by the way, so they brought out Will Arnett, who's in the game. Uh, Andy Samberg is in the game, and, like, I don't know if that man has ever done any voice work before. Probably should have done some research. He seems like he's having a great time in that game. Like, oh, yeah. just in that trailer, like, it is so, like, very much him, but it also, like, I don't know. I, as someone who's watched a lot of Andy Samberg I mean, I would say probably both of us have watched a lot of Andy Samberg. Um, like, I can envision him doing all of this, you know? Uh, like, like I, I can imagine, like, his face and everything instead of the faces that are up there, but... Yeah, he was, uh, he was in a couple things. Hotel Transylvania. He did an episode of Bob's Burgers. Okay. He was uh, junior in Storks. Oh, yeah, Storks? Oh, we're talking Storks? Yeah, yeah. I will also say that the the person who plays Tiny Tina, I did not realize that they were as prolific of a voice actor as they are. They are Aloy in Horizon Forbidden West, as well as uh, Mel, Last of Us Part Two, uh, and they had other stuff on the Wikipedia page, but I don't remember. I just remember seeing it and being like, "Oh, you are actually in a lot of stuff." Um, I gotta play Last of Us Part Two again, don't I? Uh, uh, our mutual friend Josh just finished it and we were talking about it and I was like fuck do I gotta play this yeah, game I got, I got to it's like the second time it was mentioned and I was like oh, I gotta do it you gotta get I? a platinum on it right uh, I, I, I mean, think that'll ruin the game you think so yeah getting all those dumb coins or whatever yeah that's fair that's fair that's yeah. fair the, the cards whatever yeah um, Crossfire X that's the new Remedy game is officially coming to Xbox on February 10th uh, they worked on the the single player story of it Remedy is cool. I have no idea anything else about this game, but I like Remedy, so I'd be interested in trying this. I out. mean, I think uh, I, I heard I like when I heard that they were like doing it. I was like at first like not interested. I was like whatever, just another like shooter that they're getting uh, people to do because it, it was it's popular in like, what like uh, in China it's, or yeah something like that. Yeah, with uh, multiplayer, but I thought it looked cool. If it's on Game Pass and I'm looking for someone to play and it gets uh, anywhere above a seven, I might try it out. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. If if it ends up being on Game Pass because it looks like it's going to be an Xbox exclusive, like, mm -hmm. yeah, I'll give that a go. Um, Monster Hunter Rise, Sunbreak, Expansion, New Hub, Monster, and NPC Revealed. Uh, it's so funny this is on here. I have no recollection of this. Oh, it was like, it, it, no it doesn't look like a Monster Hunter game, and that's the thing. Like, the, the, the cinematic that you saw was like a boat coming in, some woman talking or whatever. Okay. Like, I, I feel like Monster Hunter wants to be, like, more of a story game than it actually is, and it just becomes, like, a quest to kill a monster for mm -hmm. armor and stuff. Sure. But, yeah, that tracks. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrated coming to PC. Uh, this, to me, was big news. Th this is big news, I guess. Uh, it was big news before I put together that the Epic Games logo was connected to the trailer. Because, <laughs> 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 like, you know, you start seeing the Final Fantasy VII characters, I was like, is this... Are they doing part two? Is this just the announcement for part two? Oh, no, it's, it's going to PC. I, see, I think it's big news because it's still not coming to Xbox. Yeah. Yeah, like like that's the I I was expecting this announcement to be like, and it's coming to Game Pass, right? But yeah. it's just coming to PC. That's like whatever exclusivity deal, whatever publishing stuff that uh, uh, Sony did with it. I think that's a bigger. Um, that's going to be something that we probably aren't going to see on Xbox for quite some time now. 
I was gonna say because we're coming up on two years, right? Since that right. first game came out, or I mean, I mean, since the part one whatever came out, uh, yeah. So you're you're definitely right. I, that is actually more telling than than maybe other things. But and is uh, is it an Epic Game Store exclusive? Do you know? I do didn't not say anything about sure. Steam. It just had the Epic logo, so I don't know. But yeah, that, that is big news. Um, we got another cinematic trailer. So Dying Light 2 cinematic trailer shows off a terrifying world infested with zombies. Yep, th- that game's coming out and still looks pretty fun. Uh, I don't know if I'll get around to playing it when it comes out because of where it sort of lands. But And I'll feel like I'm naked without playing Dying Light 1. No, you won't. It's you're f- You'll be okay. I won't feel naked? Well, it depends. Is that... What related I to I will I was gonna say is that related to the video game or is that a problem with them? Sometimes I boot up my switch and I'm not wearing clothes. I have a lot of questions that I'm gonna ask you when we're not recording. Um, just stick around after we're done. Okay, don't hang up immediately like you always do. I keep telling you, Justin, you have to stop just hanging up as soon as we do our outro. because uh, like, you know, like maybe we have like other things to talk about or maybe I don't know. Maybe I just want to talk to you, not recorded, but. Um, you know, I'll, I'll air the rest of my grievances here at the end. But just don't <laughs> hang up on me is what I'm saying. Uh, Warhammer Space Marine 2 announced. It's a sequel to Warhammer Space Marine, which I played a little bit of in my Warhammer days. Another game that I will Definitely. not play. Yep, I'm not going to play this one. Apparently I have a voice actor in it who's an actor um, that I looked up and didn't recognize anything he was in. So I know, when they showed him afterwards, I was like, do I know you? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. And, and, I was, and the way that they treated him, and, and, you know, it's cool that they had this actor on stage and whatever, holding the fucking awesome chainsaw swords. Um, but I was like, oh, cool. And I looked him up, and I was like, I do not think I know you. <laughs> um, whatever. Destiny 2, the Witch, uh, the Witch Queen trailer, uh, that... Was I'm sure exciting for Destiny Two people. Otherwise, I have no feelings about it. Thoughts? Uh, it made me remember. It made me think that I wanted the guns to be like Destiny guns in Halo Infinite. Sure, that's fair. That's I miss those upgrades. Fair. I wish we had those power levels. Give me some power levels on my chief. That's very fair. Yeah, you know, that that tracks. Um, the Zelda-like tunic finally has a release date. I'm probably not going to play this one. Thoughts? Uh, I mean, I, mean, I'm not, I play not Baldo, play it, and so like, maybe I'll probably fair. play it. Like, it that's comes fair. out March 16th, so we'll see. It'll be a nice. If it's on Switch, I'll play it. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's that's if fine. If it's not, I I said my notes were it looks like Death's Door with some drugs. Yep. I would say that is a, an excellent encapsulation of <laughs> that trailer, <laughs> uh, which I like. I'd not seen. But have we seen this before? Or was this like a? This wasn't like a <sighs> brand new announcement. What are you What are you hawing about? It's unfortunately an xbox exclusive so well you played dust door on the xbox i did i did we'll see I'll, i might play it if, if it's on, on game pass i will definitely play it you know what i mean yeah, that's yeah uh persona 4 arena ultimax announced for ps4 switch and pc um you bet your bottom dollar i saw that persona 25th anniversary logo and i was like oh it's happening you guys it's happening it was it was like the last thing they announced before the main show. Yes, I, yes. Like I saw this and I was like, "Are you going to be able to play it?" I was like so happy, and then it was like this, and I was like, "Is there more?" Yeah, right, right. And um, here's the thing: so I have Persona Four on my desktop. I would much prefer to play it not on my computer. To be entirely <laughs> honest with you, uh, I would love if that were to come to be his four or Switch, <laughs> but. I guess, yeah, the fighting game sequel <laughs> can come. Yep. I guess. Um, 
I don't know. Like, here's the thing. Uh, there's a, this rumor going around that Persona 5 is also going to get a fighting game like this. I'm like, I guess I would play it, but like, if they were doing, if it was story content, but yeah. I'm, I don't like fighting games. So, <laughs> um, yes, I was like, oh, oh. I was like, nothing. I, that, that, I, I, I restrained myself from texting you most of the show, but, uh, that was one of them. I was going to like so excitedly text you, but then it didn't. I was like, I can't admit this to myself. I know. It was, it was, um, truly a loss but hey uh they're they're doing a bunch of cool stuff for the 25th anniversary so i think that there's still potentially hope um oh wait there's only like five two weeks left in the month i don't know we'll see <laughs> uh in the year i mean uh rumbleverse is a new brawler take on battle royale i thought i straight up thought this was Fortnite. um <laughs> i did too <laughs> yeah, i was like i was like i am very disconnected from any of these characters <laughs> like i have no <laughs> idea what this is but uh, yeah, I, I don't really have any thoughts about this. This does not look like something I'm going to play. I'm not really a big wrestling fan, um, but I'm sure for wrestling people who are sort of sick and tired of, to my understanding, the wrestling games that have been releasing recently as they've not been very good, um, I'm sure this is probably kind of fun. Wait, after watching that, you got that this was a wrestling game? Is Well, is it not? No, Isn't it... it's not. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just made that up. <laughs> I just made that up. I don't know where I got that. You're right. Thank you, Justin. Uh, well, because it's called Rumble. And like, yeah, are you yeah, ready no, to Rumble? I, I, yeah. And there's like a, a wrestler, boxer dude who was in there. But this looks like some like drugged out like brawler like uh, kind of game. And I think it's a battle royale, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so glad you called me on that because I straight up just made that all up. <laughs> and, and here's the problem. If you hadn't, I would have just believed that for the rest of my life. <laughs> And then one day you'd play it and be like, this is not wrestling. <laughs> uh, and up next here, Doke V, Rockstar Music Video Extended Cut. I don't even know what the... Uh, I didn't. I, I don't understand what that is, but I'm happy for the people who are excited for it. Don't you remember that awesome... Uh, that, that J... That it was a... Uh, J-pop... Is it, what is it called? What's the dancing... K-pop. It was K-pop. Sorry, no, it was a K-pop okay. routine that was done with these oh, like digital that's figures. What that was? J-pop. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yes, yes, I did. Uh, I did watch that, and I was. Here's the thing. I don't know anything about K-pop, but I, you know, the game wars like in terms of musicians, they get big people. So I mean, they had Imagine Dragons this year, and um, Sting? I thought the Sting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, star of Only Murders in the Building, Sting. Um, so I thought when they were, they were like, here's a K-pop group. I was expecting to maybe know who they were. I did not. But <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. yes, that was what that is. Lord of the Rings Gollum, the untold story trailer. Wow. Justin, this game looks so fucking bad. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, hey, hey. I mean, what is the game even about? <laughs> I Gollum is the untold story, man. I, I mean, like, you know what happens. He gets tortured in a mountain. <laughs> don't you want to experience that? Can you just yourself? imagine it's just him eating fish? It's a, really a fishing simulator. Now I would actually be down, and it's just like, or like it is, you're getting in uh, like riddle, riddle lofts with with random people <laughs> walking around, um, riddle contests. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I was like looking at this, and this is like the first look since I think that announcement trailer, and I was like, oh no, <laughs> uh, I didn't have high hopes, but no, no. So, uh, PUBG Battlegrounds, which is a hilarious name, is going free to play, which is exciting for anyone who is wanting to play PUBG Battlegrounds. Um, I'm probably all right. I thought it was already free to play. Apex. To be I honest, too. I so. straight up did too. <laughs> I guess I, I am learning something today. 
Yeah, yeah. Up next here, uh, Babylon's Fall release date announced requires constant internet connection to play. My understanding of this game, so this is um, not VanillaWare, uh, uh, Platinum Games' new game. And to my understanding, people are not stoked on the preview. Like in, in, With previews, people have not been stoked. Mm, mm. Um, yeah, it looked average to me, just the gameplay itself, I thought. Yeah, which is a shame because I think uh, Platinum makes really good games i mean near automata and bayonetta and like the, the comp i know you're not a huge fan of bayonetta but i think it's sort of undeniable that, that that combat is flashy and fun and interesting and satisfying but yeah yeah um big fan of near though uh to chia or chia i'm not super sure how to say it uh the release window it, it release window trailer got a trailer um it looks like fun it looks cute i don't know if this is a game that i would necessarily pick up just based on um I like an I like a narrative. It didn't seem like there was a lot going on in terms of narrative, but uh, it also I don't know. I think it looks fun to being able to possess random items in the world. I think anytime you can do that, if if it truly is like any item, I think that can get kind of silly yeah. and fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it looked. It, I remember seeing this in one of the E three things for the first time, and it looked yeah. a little rough. This made it look a little better. I, I probably mm-hmm. won't play it if it's on Switch. Who knows? You know, <laughs> I will say this looks like the kind of game I would really enjoy on Switch, but uh, who knows? And uh, a reveals thirsty suitors an action RPG about skating and dating. Game of the show, game of the show, everyone. Game of like the fun. show. I like, yeah, this looks interesting. To I me. mean, <laughs> like, I was like, this is like one of the few things I like. I saw like afterwards, and I was like, I really don't know what this game is about, but it looks awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No, I, I think this looks like fun, uh, and I'll be interested. I like Annapurna a lot, so they they typically have a pretty high threshold of quality 12 minutes aside um have a nice death it mixes roguelike action uh, with workplace comedy this reminds me of those happy death day movies mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Uh, you know that's fine um i'll be interested to see more as that comes out but i'm also like not in i will say i am in with somerville or somerville the uh, so somerville trailer shows off more of the sci-fi adventure from the creator of inside i'm in yeah, I looked, mean, uh, pretty cool. Yep, yep, and I believe they showed that off uh, at Xbox's E3 showcase, mm-hmm. um, or at least just a, another look at it. So, yep, that looks pretty good. You got Planet of Lana and uh, an Off Earth Odyssey trailer. Uh, it looks all right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have any thoughts about this really. Oh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm typing it in so I see what it looks like again. Um, yeah, okay, cool. Don't have a single thought. Uh, King of Fighters 15 reveals Cronin and a second open beta test for PS4 and PS5. I've never heard of this. I have no thoughts about this. All I know is that Terry Bogard was a King of Fighters character and is not in Smash, right? Is that true? I think so. I have no idea. I'm typing King. Yep, it says Terry Bogard, King of Fighters. There you go. Okay, there you go. Get his hat. Uh, it says Fatal Fury on it. That's actually kind of awesome. I'm not a... I'm not a big enough fighting fan to know what any of that is but i do know that the texas chainsaw massacre online multiplayer horror game has been announced that seems like it's going to fill that same spot as um friday the 13th friday the 13th yep or your dead by daylight yep. or your i don't know there's gonna be other ones yeah i mean similar to that i mean it'll, uh, it'll it might be fun Evil but Dead, maybe yeah uh, yeah but i my, my thing is like well you know this can hopefully be able to to be there for that community because i know people were pretty upset with how things shook out with that friday the 13th game but i also know that dead by daylight sort of swooped in and, and got a lot of those people because yeah. that is like wildly popular yeah uh homeworld 3 
finally, finally announced we saw something from it. for Q3 2022. Uh, this game has sort of become like a jo- like not a joke, but like a little bit of a meme, right? Because of that. Uh, Did you know it was in development? Gearbox? <laughs> yeah, that Gearbox showcase for me. Um, GTFO has left early access, and the full version is available now. Uh, that game looks pretty cool, but it looks like another, um, you know, kind of Left 4 Dead like game. But I think the monsters look kind of spooky in a way that does me right. I don't know if I'll play this. Um, this is the kind of game I think best enjoyed with friends. Uh, next headline here: Vampire: The Masquerade Blood Hunt, the game of the war, the game awards trailer, twenty twenty one. I unfortunately, I think the more I've seen of this game, the, the less I'm interested in it. It looks just like a pretty standard PvP game with some vampire elements, which I think yep. could be cool. But uh, I also don't really have a history with it, like the Vampire Masquerade. Is it PvP or PVE? Um, I thought it was PvP, but I could be wrong. Regardless, I won't play it. So yeah, I, it look it looks. Like, okay, <laughs> not, not my biggest thing. Um, the alternate history game, Steel Rising, is a new cinematic trailer. I also have very little thoughts about this. Any thoughts? No, not <laughs> <laughs> Metal Hellsinger, God's a Metal trailer. Uh, I recognize some of those metal names because my older brother's a big metal head, or at least he was when, when uh, we were younger. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm okay, I think. Yeah, uh, cool. Uh, yeah, people like that music. Period. Yeah. If you like I, I it, think that, this game's for you. And I think that games like Doom and like Doom Eternal have really opened up. Um, How to uh, hit mute on a video game? No, come on, <laughs> Justin. I like the gentle stuff in that game. Um, no, but I, I think I, like those games do a lot for have have shown people like oh people like this ty- type of game and and this sort of thing is something that people would be interested in. Uh, so I, I think it's it's good for that sort of game. Uh, Evil West gameplay trailer revealed. Uh, what was it? Evil West? Was this? No, I'm thinking of West of Loathing. Oh, this was a a cowboy esque game fighting demons. I think. Sure. Um, why not? Is, yeah, isn't, no, this what they, isn't this what happened to McCree? Isn't that the name they changed him to? No, Mr. He's, West. Um, uh, uh, I don't know off the top of my head. Oh, he's Cole Cassidy now. Oh, okay. So close to Evil West type of name. <laughs> Pretty close to Evil West. Yeah, Justin. Uh, and then the last two things here are uh, Google Play Games bring uh, bring Google Play Games brings mobile games to PC in 2022. So that's Yay. going to be a thing. I guess that's for you know people who get who really like those Google Play mobile games. And then Spotify reveals consoles f- gamers favorite music of these this year. Uh, it was a bunch of people who I didn't really know and didn't really listen to. <laughs> the end so thank that, you game awards those were Thanks, all the game announcements awards. um again n- like there's some fine stuff here just uh i would i would say that overall with a lot of these trailers this might be me being like negative again and i'm trying to be positive my new my new, my new year's resolution be positive you know what i mean but Believe, i still have some time it. to be negative i felt like if someone who did not watch video games watched this they would be like video games are weird man yeah i i would probably <laughs> agree with you i think that like so i watched this with elena and like i i, I got her to come because i was like i'll buy you dinner first of all and second of all you can bring other stuff to do <laughs> um, <laughs> but like i was i was saying to her like oh, i don't know like last year was kind of weird but i think this year might be a, a cool year for announcements and stuff and it's the kind of thing that, like, 
like you sort of said, for people who don't really follow video games very well, like I can imagine this being completely uninteresting. As someone who follows <laughs> video games, I was like, I was like, let's wrap this up. <laughs> like, like I think we're, I think we're good here. Uh, but I think that part of that also comes from the frustration of, as we talked about earlier in the show, them not really doing a lot with the actual awards aspect of it. But so, Justin, the awards are out. And I know you have a secret document that's been tallied up all of the results and okay. our predictions and all of that. So I'm curious how that all shook out. So last year you got 15 point, 15 things correct. Um, I got 13 and a half correct. And I think we were giving out half points if you guessed um, the personal pick. I didn't do that this year. So it was just like the straight up like who what won, the actual who, winner yeah. was. Yeah. Um, so do you think we scored more or less points this year? I'm going to say more because Justin, we're more, we, we've played more of the games. We're more conscious, uh, less, uh, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, we did not do too hot, too oh, hot no. in these categories. Um, so, uh, first of all, we'll go through the esports round. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I you got dreams. Uh, I knew that. No, that wasn't for esports. That was for content creators. So oh, that was a yeah, separate right, one. Right, and yeah. I didn't get dreams because I thought like one you what I guess dreams is my personal pick because I like the avatar. And then you're like, well, they're not gonna win. And I was like, okay, I'll change it. So I then, was baffled that they won. Yeah. So dreams won, but anyway, that was great. Um, no points for that, by the way, because we both suck. Yes. Um yep, 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 the, yep, yep. There was only one correct answer in our esports speed round. Wow. And Simpler, that was, it was you best. Yep, the best esport a- athlete because I got simp. No, 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 not simp. Because there's there's simp and then there's simple. Right. Oh, so I got it wrong. Wait, no, well, no I got you, it right. No, you got it. You got it right. You guessed simple. Okay, and yeah. And there was simple, another athlete called and then simp. simple. Yeah. So yes. I got the only esport point. So that means I won the category and I got the extra point well for Very proud of esports. You. Um. So going through the rest of this, uh, let's just say um, a, a couple of ones that we got way wrong. Um, yeah, best sims, best sim strategy. Uh, we none, not one of us guessed Age of Empires as a predictor right. or any pick. We lost that one. Um, best family game. Somehow it takes two. It takes two. One, one best it. family game with that dead ass girl talking. You know, trying to give this racist book uh, to get her parents to come back together. We are going to double around back to it takes two. Oh, it's I got coming. Some, it's I've got some feelings coming. and thoughts. Yes. Um, um, yeah, I was surprised by that as well. Then best indie game, we all put Death's Door, and it was Kena Bridge's Spirit, so we all can got I just that say, wrong. Can I just say, and I know we talked about this when we did this, Kena Bridge's Spirits, the guy goes up there, and he's like, you know, we have so many people to thank. We want to thank these people, these people, and we'd love to thank Sony for believing in us. And it's like, it's an indie the category is indie game, and you have the guy get up there and say, thank you, Sony, for the money and for believing in it. Like, uh, what is indie, my friend? I know, what I know. And like, that's indie. the whole thing. It's just but. like tired. Anyway, um, go on. Yes, we got a keynote. We one. were so wrong on best performance, and I got to say, there are some thirsty yeah. ass voters are, are out there because I'm, hey, Congrats to Maggie Robertson for winning for uh, Lady Demis. Do you know one of my favorite things about this podcast is hearing you try to say that name? Lady Demetris. No, go ahead. Lady I'm not. I'm trying to read it. Oh yeah. Okay. Dimitrescu. Yeah. Dimitrescu. 
Demetresk. Okay. Yeah, kind of dropped the <laughs> ooh, but yeah. It's, again, nothing against her performance. It's just like that. She just wasn't in it long enough to really to perform. Like, like yeah. you're just this angry person that's chasing you the whole time is essentially the character arc there. You don't get like any kind of character like motivation or acting or actually like a straight up like emotional performance. Um, so that was very disappointing, uh, for me. I mean, we both said, um, or Urka Mori from, uh, is that Life is Strange? Said? Yeah, from Life is Strange said, yeah. uh, that uh, they would win. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I, 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 Resident Evil Village also won best, uh, fan favorite game. It was like a voted on by fan thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. I think, uh, I, I remember, if I remember anything about Resident Evil Village in terms of, like, di- lines of dialogue, I remember Lady Dimitrescu going man thing at me all the time I was like, <laughs> as i'm like running away like knocking over faces and stuff in her little castle um and then uh i, I did like I, I think what's interesting what you said about her like not really being able to show those layers i think that's absolutely juxtaposed with the performance of i don't remember his name i don't even know who it was um as Jack Baker in Resident Evil 7 where you get that really good scene towards the end where he has I don't know like contextually like how this happens but he has this moment where he says I like save my family like please yeah. we are like we do not want this please save us yeah that scene's so good and, and it shows the layers of everything but yeah, she, yeah. And because she was just not in it that long she just didn't get that moment moment but, yeah yeah um, we also got, we're really wrong in best audio design. We all said Returnal and it was Forza. So I don't disagree with that one. That's I think, fair. Yeah. I think Forza makes sense. Totally. I thought Returnal was kind of cool with what they did with that, but still, yep. um, somehow we both got best score and music wrong. Um, our personal picks were near for that category, but we ended up guessing Guardians of the Galaxy Guardians, right. and near, near one. one. Yeah. So congratulations near i was, I mean I, i'm not disappointed with that no points no. aside um we also uh were wrong with best art direction it was death loop you put rift apart i put psychonauts 2 yeah um, psychonauts didn't I, win I anything it didn't not a single not a single thing and did uh ratchet and clank win anything nope what <laughs> probably be like our <laughs> some of our top games of the year right there maybe <laughs> yeah awesome uh, like like ratchet and clank uh I, th- I think there were a few ca- similar to uh, Psychonauts. I think there were a few categories because I think both were nominated for like four or five. Yeah, uh, there were each had a few categories where I was like, "Well, this is not going to win." Yeah, uh, but then it also had some categories where like like art design, um, uh, Ration Clank I think could have won at like easily, and I also think Psychonauts too could have won easily. I understand Deathloop also had some really cool art stuff going on, but I, I would say that like comparatively, I'm going to remember a lot of the stuff from Psychonauts too, specifically all that T stuff, um, a lot more than, than some of the design in, in Deathloop, but so it goes. Um, we also did not do well on best game direction. Deathloop won. Yeah. Um, which I'm kind of confused as to why I put Returnal now that I'm thinking about it for game direction. Um, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, you talked about how based on the like, parameters of the category how you think that returnal like every single thing works in favor of the experience and stuff like that yeah Um, yeah and you put psychonauts too which makes sense um and deathloop one which again i think totally makes sense because that does have this nice cohesive world that i created with everything together between gameplay and story and vibe and music and all that stuff so i get it i get it i guess um and then our game of the year um oh boy Uh, we both said (laughs) deathloop you uh personally picked metroid dread i picked ratchet and clank and uh coming out of literally nowhere it takes two so um, it's, I'm going to say it was like 1130 on a Thursday night. Elena is asleep next to me on the couch. 
I'm watching this. And audibly, they go, it takes two. I go, what the fuck? <laughs> like, Wake her up. It was insane. Insane that it takes two one. The path for it takes two winning that category was insane as not only a co-op game, but a co-op game with maybe the worst story that I've ever played right. in a video game. Right, like, right. When compared to the th- the types of games that I think and there's nothing wrong with this because I like these sorts of games, but it's the type of games that these, this industry seems to really, really like. You know, mm-hmm. these um, single-player narrative-driven stories. And It Takes Two is literally the exact opposite as a co-op completely, like, the, as a co-op game with a completely trash narrative. And I have a theory about this, Justin. It Takes Two. Its story is so bad that you just completely forget about it. And what you end up doing is you remember the story of you and whoever you played it with doing it. I, like, I remember It Takes Two really fondly for, I mean, I think it's a really fun game, but then I also have a lot of great memories with Elena playing through it. And I think that it can't be detached from that experience as a game. Whereas Resident Evil Village, I liked. I had fun with it. And we, I mean, I played that with one with Elena too, so that's kind of not the point I'm trying to make. But that story, like, yeah, I remember it. But do I remember it really fondly in the way that I remember playing It Takes Two? Mm, no, not really. Yeah, I I mean... <sighs> I was excited to see Joseph Ferris get up there because he did not... I I didn't think he knew that he was going to win. Like, like, he did not seem like he expected to win. So he got up there like, uh, hey! <laughs> um... Yeah. Yeah. Fuck the Oscars, I, he says. Th- that, was, that was, like, the most shocking... <laughs> Yes, it was shocking. Year. It was shocking, yeah. right? Uh, and and I think I think that's because I think Deathloop is a is really a good game. I think all of the games in that category were really good games. Um, and then that was probably out of all of them, not a good game. Like again, I think you're right about the story of playing. It's the fun part, but I don't yeah, know. Eh, whatever. I mean, I think the. I think they had a pretty good spread of the best games of the year. I mean, yeah. And perhaps the vote was so split this year that this was just the one that just kind of like came up as enough people said, oh, it's just average enough or good enough or right in the right spot enough. But well, I think you look at things like there were enough to your point. You have people saying, well, I didn't really like Metro. I didn't really like Metroid Dread, but I really liked But I enjoyed takes two or. Well, you know, Deathloop kind of let me down in the narrative, like in the second half. So, you know, but I really liked playing It Takes Two or Resident Evil. Same thing. First half really strong. Second half, not so strong. So, you know. And it came out just long enough ago that you forget the flaws and you just remember playing it with with people. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's literally exactly what I mean. But um, so that being said, the winner of our predictions uh, this year, it was me. It was me. I won. Uh, by 12 to 10 this year. Oh, I thought you were saying that you won by 12, and I was like, oh my gosh. No, 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 I, no. I, so yes. I won even without the bogus esports category. <laughs> okay, well, hey, uh, congratulations, Justin. Uh, well played, well played. But you're two-year total, you're still ahead of me, so. That's Take fine. That the, one. Take that next one. Year. Next year is the defining, the, the deciding. It will, uh, bre- it will break the tie? It'll, it'll finalize the competition. And it will, let me tell you, I have to say after this year, though, I am not looking forward to watching this show again. No, I mean, like, that's the thing, right? I'm like, like that, that's the worst thing you could say coming out of an award show like this. I know. It's the kind of thing where I'm like, well, maybe I'll just put it on in the background while I'm doing stuff. Yeah. Or I'll and watch I hear... it. I, like, I was wishing I was watching it not live so I could, like, double speed it, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
anyway. Well, hey. It's been a long episode, and it's probably not going to get edited down very much. Uh, so thanks so much for sticking around with us. Uh, no, I'm being serious. Like, I, like I don't know. I, I like these longer conversations because I do think we get to really get into things and, and all that sort of stuff. So if you, dear listener, have any interest in any of the things that we talked about, have any thoughts about Halo Infinite, Mario Party Superstars, the Game Awards, or any of the content within it, we'd love to hear from you on Twitter at HitboxPod. You can tweet at us, send us a DM, whatever you feel like. You can follow us there as well. You can also send us an email at hitboxofficialpodcast at gmail.com. You're likely listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever your podcatcher of choice is. If you wouldn't mind, go ahead and giving us a nice little follow at the top of that page. You might already be doing it. If you are, thank you so much. If you're not, go ahead and do that now. You get notified whenever we post new episodes. So you can follow us and stuff uh, there. It's also worth pointing out that there will be no new episode next week. That is the week of the 19th is the Sunday. So the 20th, there will be no new episode, unfortunately, uh, just with scheduling, whatever, can't work it out. Uh, So enjoy your holidays, but we will be back the week after that. Uh, with, I think that's game of the year stuff. <gasps> maybe, maybe not. I've got to finish Chicory, Halo Infinites, and start and maybe finish Inscription. We'll see if I have time. I'm almost, I'm done. <laughs> I definitely will not. I might finish Chicory. How's that? That's <laughs> great. It's um, great. Uh, I'm sure I would enjoy Inscription, but unfortunately, who's got the time? So, Justin, you have anything else to add here? Play Halo Infinite. That's I got to beat the boss when I'm done with this before I can move forward. <laughs> I'm going to make some dinner, and then I'm going to sit down and play more Halo Infinite. How's yeah. that? How's that? Yeah. Hey, thanks so much for listening. Uh, we do appreciate you sticking around for these longer episodes as well. Always remember, old games are old. We'll see you in two weeks. Goodbye. Peace. I'll stop recording. <laughs> <laughs>